Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 18. Whoop, whoop. Here we go. I can't believe we're at episode 18. You, you say that every episode. Like, Do I really? Is it yeah, getting so old? At if, some point. Like old, like your quote of the week? My quote of the week is never <laughs> old. My quote of the week is is genius every time. That'll never grow old. I have to agree. It, it, it's kind of growing on me. Good. So, and obviously our listeners like it because I haven't heard anybody say anything negative yet. That's true. Or maybe yeah. they're just really nice. It could be that they're really nice because we have amazing listeners. Uh, but it's also the internet, and I feel like people don't hold back with uh, their opinions. That so. is true. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, hey, let's get moving. Episode 18. We're now in mid-October. Q4 is here. <laughs> it's not rolling. Like, you know, I, I'm not seeing tons of sales, but that's normal. But you should be prepping, right? Are you prepping? Yeah, you know, constantly prepping, sourcing, buying stuff. Uh, but yeah, I remember even earlier this week, I sent you a text message. Um, you know, a little bit of hesitation from me when I'm, you know, buying certain things and I'm not getting sales yet and I'm not seeing prices going up as quickly as I'd like on eBay. And I kind of texted you and said like, hey, you know, like, was this a bad buy? And, and you had to remind me like, we're just barely into October, right? But I don't have the experience of a Q4 yet. So I don't really have exactly how it plays out. No, I get that. And I feel that too. You know, I remember last year, and the reason I don't feel as bad as I did in previous years, because I do remember this feeling. Like, last Q4 and the Q4 before that and the Q4 before that, I remember October, there you just start getting this feeling, like you get antsy, like you want to see the sales coming in, and then they don't. Mm. And then it's funny to me, because Amazon actually the last three days has been kind of slow for me. Mm. I still have sales, but it's nowhere near Q4 status. And so you got to remember, it's not till after Black Friday. Right. And if you want to feel better, go to Keepa.com. Right? Remember I sent you that chart? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I couldn't read it because I didn't understand any of it. But, oh, uh, I, I took sorry, your word. I, I took your word for it. So. Did you notice the spikes? Uh, yeah. Spikes are good. I know that from <laughs> from stuff. So. All right. So the, the spikes, you know, showed that right after Black Friday, the sales were kicking in and prices were rising. So, hey, so have hope. You know, you're not hustling for no reason. The big thing is make sure you're buying stuff that will sell right? That's high ranking on Amazon uh, that, you know, on eBay, you're already seeing, seeing the trends of sales, but don't, don't be afraid to pull that trigger and have sales now, right? If stuff is peaking, even now, now would be the time because, you know, you hold on too long and what happens? Yeah. And, and you know, even I was thinking um, beyond just that, um, obviously you, you never know when that peak is, right? Like you can look at last previous years and kind of hope, but but if you're hoping for a little bit more, a little bit more, you might not get it. And, um, you know, we talked about Q4 kind of sometimes being fast nickel. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's my wife and I talked about like certain items. It's like, OK, if we can turn around and get, you know, whether it's 15 or 20 dollars per item, even though it's not the ROI we might like. But if we can make them quick and then go out and get more stuff, you know, it it, it can be worth it. But the turn and burn scenario is the way to go. Mm. That And that's one of the things I had to learn the hard way. Right. And I don't need to go into all those toys anymore. I think we all know. I still get, by the way, thank you guys for those DMs and those comments where you just throw in a random jab with the fingerlings and Louvabellas. Really appreciate them. I guess we've, we've made it pretty clear, like, what happened the last couple of years. So what I will say is, again, sell those items. Even now, if you're getting offers and it's going to be a pretty good margin, that's okay. You'll have more capital. So that that's good, Mike. Appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, buddy. All right, so tell me what's going on since last time we talked. Because remember, you had said 
your goal was to get to 500 listings. Now, I know that wasn't in a week. Right. Yeah, that, would, a, that would probably be impossible. <laughs> that would be incredible. Yeah. I'm would, sure you would have had a ton of sales if you posted 500 listings in the last two weeks. Yeah, that would have. I, I'd be extremely happy with myself. But um, so if you guys watch the video my wife and I made where we did, um, we purchased that box of 100 clothing items. They were uh, mostly shelf pulls from Macy's um, and other department stores. Uh, some customer returns, there were a handful of those. So we got 100 items. Plus before that, uh, my wife bought like a mystery box from somebody that had 10, 10 items oh, like that. Oh, you guys that. did a mystery box. Well, um, it wasn't necessarily a mystery box per se, but um, so we've talked about eBay Princess. She was, uh, she ordered, I'm, I'm assuming several pallets worth of stuff and decided uh, she just didn't have time to go through it all. So she just boxed them into boxes of 10 okay. and then just sold those on Poshmark. Um, so we bought one of those. So we ended up with like 110 items overnight basically That's right so crazy. um and so our thought was like okay this is going to take forever um but but we knew we had to do it and it's one of those things like we refused to let it become a death pile um so we didn't get to to like the 500 listings but we got all 110 of those items listed within a week on posh on poshmark yeah okay are you guys going to cross post at all um there's a few of them we're going to probably cross post like we've got uh some shirts like there's like lady gaga uh, there's some Tupac and Biggie shirts and things are you, like are that. Are putting them together? Yeah, like, probably we'll bundle them together. Yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, Tupac and Biggie. And that somebody with a sense of irony will yeah, make that purchase, that right? So tell me, how do you feel about cross-posting? Because I'm kind of up in the air about cross-posting. What are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like with two platforms, it's manageable. But there's been a few times we've been a little nervous. You almost said Tupac. Oh, Tupac. No, anyways, yeah. go ahead. Two All platforms. Right. So we're, we're mostly just on Poshmark and eBay. Um so I think it's doable. I think if we were trying to do Mercari also, which, you know, it, it was okay for us testing it out, but but we feel that that eBay and Poshmark are very, you know, it's time consuming. So we're kind of sticking with just okay. those two for now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, we realize that it's, it can be scary at times, but we're pretty active on our phones. And so uh, when we see something sell, it's just quickly get it off the other one um, as soon as possible. But you never know. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm going back and forth because I did do the Mercari, right? Mm. So to give you a Mercari update, zero sales. Did you get any sales on Mercari? I did not get any sales. Yeah. And so that that's kind of what, what killed me is that, and again, I know I sound like a new seller, right? You know, new. Wow. My phone is blowing you know, up. Somebody knows that right now we are doing a podcast <laughs> and they're just DMing us. So the, the issue with a cross post, well, okay, let's go back to Mercari. So, Kind of like new sellers, you know, they put 10 items. You're mm. like, oh, I didn't get any sales, right? Yep, yep. And I and that's kind of me, right? I have a few items I put up. I got a bunch of likes, and I didn't get sales. But, you know, what I noticed is my eBay sales are doing really well, mm. right? It's not Q, fully Q4. It's Q4. But, I mean, you're talking about several hundred dollar days. Mm. And it's like, do I really want to spend that time? Right. Right? That's what it's about. And I maybe if I'm out and about or if I'm, you know, at pumping gas or something and I have a full tank and maybe I want to post two items real quick or I'm waiting in line somewhere, but I'm just not finding the time. And so that's kind of where my, my thing is. And this is what I struggled with the first time with Mercari is that I spent a ton of time and I just wasn't getting the same results because yeah. the pipeline wasn't there. And I already have this eBay pipeline. And I'm thinking, why don't I just keep building this eBay pipeline yeah. anymore? So I don't know. Yeah. What your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think, there, there comes a place where you can spread too thin. Um, or I thought, I thought every platform we should sell on. 
I'm back and forth. I mean, I, I feel like you need to understand and be in every platform because you never know um, what's going to be the next thing, right? You don't want to miss the wave. You know what I mean? Agreed. Uh, so, like right now, you not being on Poshmark, I'm, I, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Wait, 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 wait. Poshmark we also have is Amazon. Amazing. Where's that Amazon FBA box? Okay. So, uh, all right. So, you're the Amazon guy, <laughs> I'm the Poshmark guy. Uh, but, you know, it's been cool. And yeah, getting through those 110 items, like, I just think of like when my wife and I worked so hard to get Wait, to 100 items on eBay. You were too nice to me. You could have laid into me more about the Poshmark. Yeah, but, you know, you could lay into me more about the Amazon. That, that's so, okay. Yeah. But let me explain protecting why. protecting myself. <laughs> so the Poshmark thing is just, it, I'll be honest, it, it's, I actually feel uncomfortable jumping into Poshmark. And I know, I know. This Why? Is, you don't know clothing? Like, you know no, clothing. No, I do. It just, I, I feel like I would spend a lot of time figuring, figuring out the technical aspects of it. Right. Like sharing the closets and this and this and this. And, you know, eBay right now, I have my helper and mm -hmm. she pretty much, and I'll talk about this later, she does like probably 90% of everything now. So how hard would it be to tell your, your helper to just share 500 items a day like it's really fast it's almost like playing a video game you just clicking buttons click click. you know click, what click, that, click, that's click, a click, good click. point see i'm so glad we do this podcast we never have these conversations outside of the podcast. see i can uh I'll, and i'll take a cut of your poshmark sales oh, whoa, since whoa, I'm, whoa, whoa, uh, okay since i got I'll, you into it i would say i'd like to take a cut of your amazon sales but <laughs> anyways all right okay they're not there right so is the poshmark i, I hear you like it is definitely rising uh, as far as, you know, popularity, as far as people getting on there. But, you know, I want to talk about this later. I still feel that eBay is just getting beat up because eBay has just been around. Well, well and I, again, I don't think that it, it needs to necessarily be that eBay is getting beat up. Like eBay is still great for what it is, but Poshmark is great for what it is. And it's two completely separate things. I agree. I agree. But let, let's wait till the updates because there's some good stuff to talk about Poshmark. Is there? Good. I, I love I think talking so. about Poshmark. Yeah. I mean, Theoretically good stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, if you want to check out my Poshmark store, 31 wow. Treasure. Wow, you're throwing it out there. Throwing it out there, yeah. I mean, Ooh, I, we've had a couple people DM and say like, hey, I'd like to throw some shares your way. So if you're a Pure Hustle podcast listener, you want to share some of our stuff, I'll share your stuff. You know, that's how Poshmark works. It's wow. we, it's, a mutual, it's a community just like this. You are brave. That's good. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I 31 will tell you, treasure. That is the one thing I do like. Of, oh, no. I like a lot of things about Poshmark from a distance is how it really connects people more. I don't know about that. You don't think so? If you're sharing closets, you have to, like, know yeah, people, Yeah, but right? if you're... No, because I don't feel like it's that. Because you end up getting, like, you click on your, your feed, and if you're active on Poshmark, you, you're going to have, like, on your news when you open it up after a couple hours, like, maybe 100 new news items. And it's, like... 30 different people have shared some of your stuff. So you just click on their closet and share some of their stuff. And it's. Yeah. But what I see is people on Instagram always saying, thank you for sharing my closet. That's true. Yeah. Right. Or appreciated that. It, uh, so it's like this very positive vibe. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's positive. It's good. Right. Okay. It's, it's relevant. Money. It's real. Yeah. You're it's reselling. reselling. Okay. Good. It's making monies. All right. Like so, <laughs> so do you have, all right. So for me, uh, thanks for asking by the way. Yeah. So uh, what, what, how are you doing? So I, you've probably caught this, and I, I kind of worry that people on, on IG are eventually going to go, okay, what's Rolando's Insta story? Oh, it's about FBA again. Mm. Like, that's been my thing for, I want to say, at least two, three weeks, you know, hitting FBA hard. And part of the reason is because I have this helper, right? So I don't worry about uh, taking pictures or listing. Like, I do that at night. I probably spend an hour before I go to bed listing some things. 
And that's pretty much it. And so I am sourcing though for eBay still. I just don't talk about it much. But been, you know, my goal was to send out an FBA shipment every weekday. And I've pretty much hit that goal. There's only one day that I didn't make, and that's just because I had too much inventory. Mm. So next year, I think as I scale, I'm probably gonna have helpers for that next year. Nice. I don't think I'm at that place yet this year to be able to do that. Maybe it's because my comfort level is not there. Mm. Just because I think it's a little more inv- it's a little more involved where with eBay I can drop off my stuff and I trust this person and she takes pictures and lists them. With Amazon, I, well, I guess it's not that hard. I, I would have to drop off items. They'd have to I probably would have to start using inventory lab, which mm. I don't use. And you know, she would have to start putting items together, packing box. I mean, I guess it's doable. I don't know. Maybe I'll consider it. Mm. That's what I like about this podcast. We think through yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, no, that's good. And I mean, hopefully some of you are able to think through with us because I'm sure some of the things we bring up, you're ho- hopefully thinking about, unless you have it all together and we're just the ones. And if know. you do, please let us know. If you have it together, <laughs> we could use the help. But it, it's it's been awesome. I'm just, I'm in that anti mode where if like I've sent easily more than 100 bo- huge boxes over the last two weeks. And so... But, you know, the sales aren't showing yet, right? right. They're not going to show until later. And some of the items I have are pretty, they're pretty unique because they're, they're, there's toys I talked to you about that I found in a Toys R Us that hadn't been out of warehouse for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to take people looking specifically for Christmas right. for a specific buyer. And I've sold some of them. I sold one item that I paid $6 for for 65 and another one that I paid $6, I think I sold eight of them for 50 apiece. Wow. So it's been pretty sweet ROI. Yeah, oh, that's that's amazing. And it's and I always tell you this, like, if you can control the market on an item, it's good. And that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm sure somebody else out there has this stuff, too. Mm. So I know you want to, do you want to know what it is? Are you ready to share no, it? No, I can't do it. I just can't. Oh. I, I don't want to sabotage. But But is it even something someone could go out and buy right now? It's the unknown. Like, is it possible that somebody else in this entire country ended up finding these same items? But if they found them, they probably would have already bought them, right? Because they probably weren't the same sale you got, so they're not going to get the same ROI. Very possible. I just don't, I mean, in time I'll share, Mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where I am like the only person on Amazon selling them. That's... That's wonderful. No, it's it's beautiful. It's almost like you're it's like a private label almost, right? Like, it kind, kind of, of is. It it's either that or I'm the only FBA seller, mm. which still gives me a leg up. So it's been good. All right, you ready to share some random stories? Yeah, let's do it. You want to go first? No, you go first. Why is it um, you you realize I'm always first, right? Yeah, it's because I got better stories. Oh, great. Thanks. Well, you know what? If that's the case, might as well go down that road. <laughs> so I got a couple two stories here. They're like one story tied into two. Oh, wait. One story. No, two stories tied into one. <laughs> I've been out of education for five months. You know. It, it wears on you. It doesn't really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So it's, it's a lot of you saw this in the Insta story. And I finally got the answer. I guess I kind of subconsciously was looking for. Because I noticed that that Target, you know, was always having this, like, limit on items. And, and maybe it's a reseller thing. But I also noticed that people, whenever I had my cart full, mm. it always drew attention more than ever before. Like in previous years, I would have carts full, but usually, you know, I would never have the target associate come up to me and go like, can I give you a hand or, you know, mm. how they do that? Like yeah. they randomly yeah. stop you. 
And it seems like I get it all the time now. And sure enough, you know, you saw this in Insta story, so I'm gonna kind of give you background here. So I go to this Target and I'm loading up my car. So I got all kinds of toys. You know, I got usually when you're reselling, you buy 10 of the same mm -hmm. or more. And so I bought a ton of items and my cart's full and I'm walking around. And a lot of you don't know, and maybe you do, maybe you've heard me say things, but I used to work assets protection, which is loss prevention, which is, you know, you catch shoplifters. So you're in plain clothes, okay? And most of the time in Target, you're in the camera room the entire time. And cameras in Target are legit. Like, there's not an area of Target that is not covered by cameras. And I'm going to give too much, but they do have these things called PTZs, which are pan, tilt, zoom. So they basically can turn any which way, and they mm -hmm. can zoom as close enough to, like, read your credit card. Wow. And, and this was when I did it 15 or so years ago. Okay, so the technology now is far better. Yeah, they got the, like, facial recognition programs you see on TV, like, Inside of casinos and stuff, it's like you know. Who knows? I just know when I work there. I mean, every transaction, like I could see the whole transaction before my eyes while I'm watching the person. Wow. I mean, I could see everything at any point in time. So, I say all that because that was my background, and I usually am pretty good about spotting people out that are security, because it's really, especially the ones that are new, like rookies. It's pretty obvious. And so I'm walking around Target with this cart of toys, and I keep seeing the same guy over. I'm in electronics. He's there. Loss prevention. Yeah, loss prevention. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I go to toys, and, and here's the giveaway. Like every time I look at him, he turn away and walk the other way. <laughs> like, dude, like if somebody wasn't like security, they wouldn't just like blatantly turn around, right? They're trying to be incognito, but they're being very. So obvious. he was like a terrible. Loss prevention. Well, yeah. Well, for two reasons. One is like you at least. Well, I don't. Okay, that's mean. Terrible's mean. I would say he was probably new. Mm. Right. I learned like you have to be at least two hundred feet away. Mm. And I'm not like a small guy either, so I learned how to like hide behind things pretty well. At least I thought I did. Mm. Right. <laughs> I I only got called out once, and I'll share that story in a little bit. And so by the third time on the Insta story, I, I get my phone out. I'm like, I think I'm being followed. So part of me is like, okay, I'm going to look crazy if I post this on Insta story, or I'm going to look legit. Uh -huh. And sure enough, you know, I see this guy again, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to call this guy out. So I see him walk by. I'm like, ass protection? <laughs> the dude's face. Like, he was so, like, freaked out. Oh, man. You know, because I could have been, like, some shady dude that, you know, was just trying to, you know, get one over on him. So I call him out. And he and he said yes. That's what that's what blew my mind. Like I would have said no. Right? And I'll share I shared with you a story about when I had to say no when I was asked as protection. I, it's a fun story to tell. Mm. Is it okay if I tell that story? Yeah, go it's not for reselling. It. This is our random story. Uh, it is it is reselling that. related, but it it's it's more shoplifting related. So I call him out, and then I go, yeah, hey, you know, and I try to, like, build this connection. And it was super awkward because I could tell he didn't really want to talk to me. Mm. And I was a little nervous because I felt like I did something wrong that I have this guy, like, following me around. So I said, yeah, I used to work at Target Assets Protection back in the day. But, you know, I got into too many rumbles, and I had to get He's like, ha, ha, yeah, I know what that's about, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I, I, I didn't like accuse him directly. I said, it seems like you were watching me. So I left a little bit of room for him. Right. To, and I said, no, I wasn't, but he was. Mm. 
And he said, well, it's because, you know, we've had a lot of issues. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, what do you mean? And and he was sharing with me, like, people are, like, stacking their uh, their carts with uh, LOL dolls and Legos and all the hot toys. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Because when I worked for Target years ago, people would take, like, Nicorette, and they would, like, load up a full tote, seal the tote, and, like, push out the door. Hmm. Like, like, we would have teams of, like, 10 people do this and, like, four carts out the doors. Like, it was crazy. And so what he was telling me is that this is what's going on with toys now. And people are putting stuff inside of toys or they're just... No, they put it in totes. Uh, and so, so they'll grab thought... like 10 Lego sets in a tote, close a tote, and then... And you had totes in your cart or no? No, like... I didn't have totes in my So cart. I wonder what made him even think... If in case you're wondering what I just did, I pointed at my face. My, my face draws the attention I don't want. <laughs> why do you say that? That's like the weirdest. I... You're going to have to explain why that is. You have a goatee, like I have a beard, like. Well, because you know, depending on like a certain pair of sunglasses or if I wear certain clothing, I can appear like an OG, and I don't try to. I never was, almost, but never was. I did have a six four Impala, mm. but that's a whole other story. I was in the low riding. So days. maybe you should go to Target wearing like a suit and tie, and then people won't, you know, think twice. You know, it, it's sad, but you know, but I don't think that's the case anymore. Huh. Maybe ten years ago, but. I do, I do notice that, you know, when I would wear my, like, I used to, when I was a vice principal, I'd wear, like, you know, remember my khaki slacks yeah. and my blue shirt and my, my tie? Like, never got bothered. But now when I show up with my T-shirt and shorts or whatever, like, I don't know, people bother me. Yeah. I mean, <gasps> whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's right, but it is what it is. We, we still live in a society where people judge each other by their appearances. But, you know, if, if, if you weren't doing anything wrong and... They were just checking, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they, like, stopped you from doing anything, so. No, and that's the thing. Okay, so, to finish that, like, I was comforted knowing that they weren't looking at me for who I was. Mm. Like, well, not who I was, but what I looked like. They were looking at me because of what was in my cart. Right. Right, they were looking at my actions, and that's what should have been happening. And so, that was comforting to me because I get it now. Like, when I worked assets protection, I always made sure to look at products. Mm. I never looked at people. Right. So if I saw people, you know, someone pick up like 10 or 15 of something, mm-hmm. I would definitely keep an eye. If it was 10 or 15 bags of chips. No, who cares? Right. If it was 10 or 15 DVD recorders. Yeah, I'm going to watch that person. Mm. Right. And so that was comforting to me. And, and I shared this in the Insta story because I think a lot of people are, you know, they're in judgment about Target. I, I'm still a little bit of judgment. You know, they're not the best of fans of resellers. Right. I'm, has your mind changed about that? No, I mean, I definitely have noticed, you know, but I don't know. I just haven't run into to issues. I mean, there's the limits on things, but I've I've never run into, like, a, a personal thing where they're like, you're a reseller, get out of our store, you can't come back, right? Like, I haven't had that, but I've had a, sorry, you, you can't buy these to resell. Mm. Like, Blake, like, I never even said I was a reseller. They just said, we know what you're going to do with this. Sorry, we have the right to refuse your business. Hmm. And uh, I, I mean, say, I would be I would be frustrated if it was like in your cart and you're already counting the profit, and then it's like taken away from you. No, I get that, but yeah. again, I always say, don't act a fool. Right. Like, just let it go. Hmm. You're gonna go back to that store anyways. Don't bring up that. You know, don't don't make it that they print out a picture of you. Like, because we did ban people from Target, hmm. and if that person stepped in the store, we had the right to kick them out of the store. We did it a lot. So, anyways, long story short, that's what's happening. 
Nice. And that's why, if you notice, have you gone to some Walmarts in San Diego where like the Legos are locked up? Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like yeah. I never, and LOLs are locked up. It completely makes sense. So if you're out there, just know they're not hating on you specifically. They're trying to protect their their inventory. Yeah, and yeah. and we're not sponsored by Target yet, so yeah, know, just to let you know. Ever. Um, yeah, prob- that would be that would be an interesting sponsor like, for can, sure. Can I share my story now? You got another story? I, I thought do? that was okay. your story. So here's what shocked me. So this guy even even told me his name. Now he could have lied to me, but I said, "Hey, you know, my name's Orlando." He's and got his uh, his his working alias that he runs. Yeah, whatever with. it was, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, my name's blah blah." We shook hands, and and I thought that was strange. Hmm. Because when I was a lost revenge person, I never shared my identity. So, so back in the day, okay, my first day at Target, we had this person we called the Barney Lady. And we called her Barney Lady because she had the appearance of Barney. Okay. Yeah. And she wore a big purple jacket. Okay. Nice. Okay? Yeah. All right. I could picture that for sure. And she was easy to <laughs> spot in a crowd. And this is my first day. First day at Target working as protection. So straight enough, her and this other guy, they come in. I know this isn't a show about re- about shoplifting, but I, I think it relates. And sure enough, you know, she has these, uh, remember, have you ever heard about the foil lines? Like you can line a bag up with foil and you can get through the sensors. And, you know. I've heard of that, that or um, uh, what's the electrical tape? I knew people for a while were taking electrical tape and putting them over like the, the little... Scanner thing. And quick cool. disclaimer, we're not telling anybody how to break the law. No, I saw this on like a TV show okay. where they were like showing how people have been caught. And this one lady was stealing from Blockbuster when Blockbuster was a thing. And she was putting electrical tape over their little bar things on that they would scan. Oh, yeah, yeah. The scan, yeah. And, and she just had her, her house was full of, of v- I think it was VHSs and maybe DVDs had just come out. Um, and she didn't watch or sell or do anything with them. She just had like the addiction of stealing from Blockbuster. So. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the story with this Barney lady. She would come in with two full two bags, all full line, and she would just load them up all the time. And so what ended up happening was as they were loaded up, as she was loading them up, you know, she'd walk to the front of the store. Then she had her accomplice, and he ended up, like, loading his cart with, like, eight DVD recorders. And this this was when eight, D, eight DVD recorders were a big chunk of change. We're talking about, remember, remember when they were, like, $300 a piece? Yeah, or no, maybe when DVD first came old. out. No, no, no. Yeah, for okay. sure. So DVD. Like I remember when Laserdisc came out, and like my uncle, wow. when I was a little kid, and he was like, Laserdisc. "Look at this new thing that I've got," and it was like, no, spent a thousand dollars on a Laserdisc player. <laughs> okay, so DVD recorders back in the day were like three hundred bucks, and in and in California or maybe federally, it's like if you st- back then if you stole more than four hundred ninety nine dollars, it's a felony. Felony. Yep. Grand so, theft at that point. Yeah. So what ended up happening is her accomplice was in front of her. And she was walking, and they got to the doors, and they're exiting. And this Target, if you've been to those Targets that have, like, that hallway, right? They have the first uh-huh. set of doors in the hallway, the next set of doors that goes into the store. Yep. So they got there. So just picture it. Okay, you have Barney Lady. Right? She has two big, like, let's say these huge Nordstrom-sized bags that are foil-lined, full of DVDs. Mm. Okay? Her accomplice in front of her has a cart full of DVD recorders, some stereo equipment, and they're just going towards the door. First day, first day, okay? It was one of those things, I didn't even know how to talk into a radio properly. You know how you're supposed to press the button and, yeah. and then you talk? Like, so I go out there and, and it's Sanjay, you're probably not listening, but my 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 partner in crime or in Lost French, his name was Sanjay. I'm like, 
Sanjay, come in. They're going. They're going. Radio silence. <laughs> Radio silence. And I'm like, got to do it. I can't, you know, I, I you know, I, the, back then in your early 20s, you know, late teens, you think you can do everything, yeah, right? Yeah. So I go out there and, and the guys out, we're in the middle of the hallway and I go to stop his car and I'm like, hey, Target, I asked his protection. I need you to come back in. You know, I try to get his really mm-hmm. deep voice. And he's like, mother blank, blank, blank. I come back. And I didn't do it. I'm like, sir, you need to come back to the store with me. I'm coming back, you know, and, and just started laying into me. And so I'm like, all right, well, if you don't come back, I'm going to have to put your hands behind your back. I'm going to have to handcuff you. Right. And so in, in these stores, you're allowed to detain people. You're not arresting them. You're detaining them. So he refused to come back. And the guy was probably like half my size in height. Mm-hmm. But dude was like yoked. So what I ended up doing, I, I grabbed him. I tried to slam him against the wall to handcuff him. And we were just fighting, right? So then I pick him up. Like I have him in the air, right? Probably like two feet in the air, right? So it's like me and Kevin Hart mm. or something like that, right? Some short guy, right? And we're going and and we're tussling. He's like, I'm going to stab you. I'm going to stab you. And I'm like, adrenaline's pumping. And I see him reach into his pocket and he pulls out this thing with a wooden handle. I'm like, oh, it's the first day and I'm going to get shanked. <laughs> like, it was crazy. So eventually I got him off the ground and I body slammed him. Right? So I tried to, I tried to, you know, do a little Andre the Giant on him. Right? I didn't do any Hogan leg drop. But what ended up happening, I'm like fighting. And then... And so Target, if you've ever seen at the doors, they have this guy that check receipts. Mm-hmm. So three of those guys came to back me up. And instead of, like, trying to get the thing away from his hand, they jumped on top of me. So they dogpiled. Oh, jeez. So I'm not a small dude, okay? So this guy's under me. <laughs> three other guys are on top of me. I'm, like, suffocating. Like, I can't breathe. This guy's like, like he <laughs> can't breathe. I'm, like, busting his hand because I see this wooden handle. And, you know, he's cussing up a storm. Now there's a scene. There's everybody surrounding us. And it was crazy. Meanwhile, Barney Lady is, like, booking it out the parking lot. My buddy Sanjay runs after her. I don't think we were allowed to run in Target, but, you know, it was our first few days. Runs after her, grabs her in the parking lot. Okay, remember I told you she was Barney looking. Right. Okay. This got serious real quick. So he grabbed her jacket, pulled it to pull her down, and said, ripped her jacket and her shirt completely off. Oh, no. Full, like, you know, chariot of fire through the parking lot <laughs> with just her bra and pants, gunning it. And I'm like, Sanjay! And I'm like, ah, I'm trying to breathe. And he's like, I'm trying. He's running. And anyways, this relates eventually. So. <laughs> I eventually got the dude in handcuffs. He got arrested. He went away. Barney Lady lived to see another day. So Barney Lady would hit stores probably five times a week, shoplifting. Mm. So one day she came to the store and it, I'm all by myself. Like this guy. This guy was all by himself. And we're in the DVD and I'm trying to fake it like I'm a customer. And and she looks at me and she goes, you security? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who you are. And I probably said some words I wish I didn't say. I said, don't. I said, who are you talking to? And, and you better back up. Right? Totally, like, try to act as non-security as possible. And then it worked. Huh. And so I knew that my cover was blown. 
So, th- and that's what but I But her cover was blown. Like, she should recognize that when you get, you know, your clothes ripped off in a parking lot by security chasing you down, that you're probably... Uh, shouldn't go back to that store. Yeah, but but she was. I mean, they were both. I mean, they were a ring of like people. Right. So because what ended up happening is I just called the police. Like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not even playing with this. Uh, oh, I tell you, the guy that almost shanked me. You know what it was? Hmm. It was a nail filer. Oh. It wasn't a blade. It was nothing. I have no war stories. It was just a nail file. But you don't know. You're like you in the know. middle of it. Adrenaline's pumping. Like, yeah. who knows? I have some crazy stories in my security days. You too. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't do stores, but I've done plenty of bars and concerts. Oh, I, and I stuff got like stuff that. like that too. But um, yeah, when I was in like high school um, and just out of high school, my cousin and I would purposely go to Walmarts and Targets. And our goal was to go to ones we hadn't been to before and try and find loss prevention. The Like the playing close people and then follow them around the store. Oh my goodness. And so You're like one of those guys. We would we would like follow them and like hide behind like clothes and then when they'd look at us like we'd like be peeking out and they'd look and we'd go back behind the clothes and you know that was a it was kind of just a joke thing we would do and they'd get all upset. But they were easy to spot, I felt like. Uh, so long story short, <laughs> foreign lady took off across the parking lot when police showed up. She took a dive into a car, like like Dukes of Hazard style. Oh. Didn't make it all the way into the car. Cops stopped the car, and they had this huge bus. Like, they, were, they went to the houses, mm. house had a thousand of DVDs. Anyway, I say all that because I, I don't understand why this guy admitted to me, you know, like, I could have been a big shoplifter. Mm. But I wasn't. But at the same time, really, I mean, I don't know how long ago you were security. Um, when I went through security training, they, they made, especially in California, they're, they're, they've changed some of the rules and they want security to do less and, and the, the insurance is like a big deal. So they definitely don't want any physical, like, you know, type of stuff if it can be helped. Um, but but the, the key for security is to, to be a deterrent, right? So even if you were to say like, admit like, yeah, I'm, I'm loss prevention and I'm watching you. Um, if you're shoplifting, that's got to put your your heart up into your throat, and you've got to be like, I got to get out of this place. I'm not going to steal anything, which is a win for the store, right? Like, yeah. So it's not always like, oh, they go to jail, but if they feel like if I walk into that place, they've already got eyes on me. They know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a deterrent. No, I get it. So I say all that <laughs> in the end that it was just interesting that this happened. We now know why people are looking, and you know, just gotta. I guess it it always pays off to just still network, right? So hopefully they saw me make my multiple purchases, walk out of the store, and they won't look at me anymore. Yep. You know what I mean? You're good to go. Unless they think my credit card was stolen. But outside of that, which it's not. But <laughs> I sure hope not, Orlando. Sure <laughs> but not. but outside of that, it, it's comforting to know that. All right, I'm done. I think I said way too much. <laughs> I just, I had so, I, I mean, I can go on and on, but. Yeah. We'll have to have a special episode um, oh, of just like random life stories that we've had. I just, like when I got bit, arresting somebody. Yeah, I, I had one lady who was at a bar and her got, she got her finger bit off. Oh. Yeah. No, I got bit, like, gnawed, like, flesh taken off. Yeah, one time I tased a guy so much uh, at, during a bar fight. Yeah, I tased him, like, for so long. Um, like, because, I don't know, because I've tased several people, and this are guy wasn't... Tased? Like, you tased? Well, it was, it was stun guns, not tasers, so not okay. the one that shoots with the prongs, but the one that you hold in your hand. Okay. Yeah, and I, 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 it had worked every other time I'd used it to the point where the person would immediately, like, get off the person they were fighting, and, like, it would... I mean, it doesn't knock people out, but it definitely hurts enough that it gets their attention. 
Um, and I, I kept tasing this guy and nothing was happening. So I'm like jamming it into his side, pushing it really hard and like tasing him. But he, he's still on top of this guy, just like punching him in the face. Um, and like a month later, maybe it's like three weeks later, this guy shows up at the bar and I didn't recognize him at first. And he's like, hey, do you remember me? And I was like, oh, wait, you're the guy. And he lifts up his shirt and his entire side is just black and blue still oh from me goodness. shoving the, the stun gun into his, his side over and over Were and over. Were you guys like friends after that or something? I mean, he was cool. I mean, he was, you know, people do dumb things when they're drunk. and it's so wild. So I don't think I've ever became friends with any of the people I caught shop with. Well, it's not like we hung out after <laughs> I got off work. You didn't go, on, like, a ro- you didn't go on, a, on a garage sale weekend? No, no, yeah. That, we, we didn't become that kind of friends. But, okay. yeah. All right. We've, I All right. Think you ready for my random story? Yeah, go. All right. My random story. Is it reselling related? It is reselling related. Okay, good. All right. All right. Sorry, everyone, if I kind of veered off too much. No, that's good stuff. I think people like it. All right. So here we go. Um, I'm like, like 99% sure that... I sold something to an eBayer who is selling to somebody else because he lost or broke or messed something up. So here's what happened. I bought uh, probably like three or four weeks ago a um, some board games at a thrift store. One of them was Balderdash, and it was the 1984. It was unopened, sealed, really cool. And I had it listed up for like $39. And this guy sends me an offer of $25, which, you know, is too low. Like I wasn't going to take that. So I came back with like, I think like 36 or something. So only just a couple dollars off what I was asking for. Uh, and usually the the back and forth that I, that I experience is um, somebody gives an offer, I give a counter offer and they try and come, you know, back with something else. This guy just immediately accepts it. Like there's no like hassle back and forth. I'm like, oh, cool. And then he pays right away. And then almost instantly sends a message and says, send it to this address. And he says, it's Drop a gift. Yeah. He goes, He's all, it's, it's, it's a, it's a gift, but please don't gift wrap it and don't include an invoice inside of, inside of the, uh, the box. And I'm like, this is not a gift. You know what I mean? Like, just say it. Like, just, I mean, I get that you don't want to come out and say like, Hey, I sold something to somebody and you know, but I, I it was interesting because it was like, don't lie to me. Don't tell me this is a gift, but please don't gift wrap it and don't include an invoice and don't, it's like. That's uh, a lot of uh, instructions on how to ship. No, this I know package. I get those, and I didn't know that they were like drop shipping people until years later. Huh. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you still made your money. Yeah, no, I, I was happy money. with it, but it was just funny it, to me. It was random because it's the first time I've, I've experienced that. But you know, the a lot of instructions. This is a gift item. Please don't gift wrap it. Well, I'm not going to gift wrap anything I'm sending anyways. Have you run into one that seems like they're an international buyer, but they're not? So like. They make you ship to like some place in Florida or on the in California, and they tell you to like make sure you write like something on the label. Have you ever encountered uh-uh, that? Uh, not yet. Okay, so some of you may have gotten this, but there's like these middleman brokers between like the U.S. and you know some other country, and what ends up happening is they they buy and then they resell or they connect with the buyers in that other country. And what they do is they want you to buy it and they want to buy it from you. And then they want you to like write certain labels because they're not going to open it at all. Mm. All they're going to do is they're going to look at it, put it where it's supposed to go and ship it off to that area. Huh. So they're kind of like, think of eBay's global shipping, but it's not going to eBay's global shipping. Right. So you may encounter that. And a lot of people think that they're scammers, but they're not scammers. They're just they're just the middleman. Yep. So, all right. Speaking of which, is there a way on global shipping? We get a lot of people that ask us... Um, I want to purchase this. I'm in Russia. I'm in China. I'm in whatever country they're buying it from. 
um, what's the cost of shipping? And we always just tell them like, oh, we use the eBay global shipping. Like it'll, you'll have to work it out through them. Um, and twice now we've had somebody who will purchase the item and then immediately or make an offer and then immediately retract the offer. And I don't know if it's so that they can see what the shipping cost is or somebody one time purchased the item and then said, oh, the shipping is too much to the global, um, please cancel my order. So is there a way that I can direct them to say like, here's how you know how much it's going to cost through global shipping? You probably would have to like revise your listing and take it off global shipping. Take it off global shipping? Yeah. No, but they want to know what it's going to cost them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you would have to take it off of that. And then what you do is you go to like the shipping page Uh and then you change your zip code and put wherever you're supposed to send it to. That's a lot of work. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like to me, it's... that. That sounds terrible. I've never... I mean, I know a lot of people in Canada. I get a lot of Canadians that... And I know we have Canadians listening. What's up, Canada? Yo. Hey. And I'm sorry. I know because they they, they they message me and they're like, hey, can you just ship this just, you know, outside of global shipping because, uh, you know, the fees are ridiculous. And I just, I don't feel comfortable. I love global mm. shipping. I have not had one bad experience in global shipping. I mean, I've had several negative feedback removed. I've had stuff break and eBay has taken care of all of it. Mm. So... I mean, but you can't. I mean, I know a lot of people that make a lot of good money not doing global shipping. Actually, I just saw Portland Pickers signed up for the Web Interpret Program. And Web Interpret Program is this uh, website, this company, that they'll take all your listings and they will make it into their country's eBay listings. Which which sounds kind of weird because we already have eBay global shipping. But I guess this, I guess it's different. And so you can now, like, people are more comfortable buying from you because this company, like, chooses what they think will sell better in that country. And they'll, like, translate everything and so on. So you can do that. You just lose all the global shipping protections. So Which is nice. I like having protections. I love it. It's great. All right. Let's talk about some current topics. eBay send offer. Oh, wait. I'm backing up from the mic. Didn't you tell me don't do that? Yeah, stay stay close to the mic. I always struggle with that. Because then the podcast sounds like, and then you come back in, and then it's like, and then you I know, come back and in. then I get really loud. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. All right, so eBay send offer. You saw those, right? There's some people that have that option. Uh, I don't have it, so. <laughs> so you're like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I'm, you know, let me have it, please. Thank you. I get it. <laughs> but you know what? What I had theorized, now I'm just not saying this to say I'm right. Okay, maybe just a little. But what I theorized was that send offer was not going to work as well as it does in Poshmark. Why do you think that? Because my theory is, is that when you have a lot of watches on eBay, it's not like you have them on Poshmark. Right? For the most part, people that are liking, is it like on Poshmark? Yeah, there's there's liking and then there's also bundling. Okay, whatever it is, most of those people are wanting to buy your item, right? right? Or on eBay... It could be competition. It could mm. be somebody. Speaking just, of which, are you are you watching some of my items? <laughs> I'm not watching. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna upset my wife because we look at them and no, stuff I'm and say, not oh, watching. This has a watcher on it. No, hey, when we get all I excited, I'm like, oh, I bet you, it's Orlando. I'm not watching. I do go and look and okay. see how your store doing. Appreciate a little stalkerish yeah. every once in a while, but um, no, I am not watching your items. Okay. That would Good. be mean. Well, it's it's. But don't get excited about watchers. I know you've said that before, but you know it's the little things in life, right? Like burritos and watchers on your ebay stuff like there's california burritos california burritos and if you guys don't know what a california burrito is um 
it's amazing. It, Think of French fries. Yeah, they put French fries inside of the burrito. Oh, so, so it's good. like carne asada and sour cream and some guacamole and beans and cheese and French fries. It's legit. Yeah. California okay. burritos. Back to back to what we're And watchers about. on your eBay. Okay, it's the little so, things. So my theory is that it won't – I still want it. Don't get me wrong. I think it will be awesome because what eBay is doing it where if you have like 10 people watching it, the first 10, you can send the offer to all 10 of them. And hopefully uh, one of them will buy it. You know, that might actually work in some ways better because if you know that – if that's the only way it can be sent – I'm not necessarily the only way, but if that's the primary way people are doing it, if you're watching something – I mean kind of like with bids, right? Like as it gets closer to the end, if you see bids happening on item – it might drive you to like, oh, I need to place a bid because I don't want to lose this chance forever. And so if there's, if you're watching something to buy and next thing you know, you get an offer and it's a, a decent offer and you're still kind of on the fence and you think, well, if I don't take this right now, there's nine other people who well, might. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. But the other part of it is, what if you only have a few watchers, right? And none of those watchers are actually buyers. Maybe they're kind of like, eh, maybe. Or maybe if I get a raise or I really, this is kind of cool. I wonder if it's going to sell or I wonder if I can sell it for this much. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, yep. It's different scenarios because I've been DMing back and forth with people that have that option and they haven't had bites yet. Now, hmm. it's only a handful, right? Maybe there's other people having a huge success. I still want it. I Actually, I want immediate payment more than I want that though. Yeah, immediate payment would be nice. Yeah, because I, I'm still getting hit with those. Uh, it's, it still blows my mind. That people are comfortable buying something and they're not paying. Right? I mean, think about it. Like, if I went to Target and I'm like, I'm going to buy all this and I just left the store. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had a few things I probably already mentioned on on the podcast before, but, you know, where it's like, oh, I'll pay you next Friday when I get my check. Yes. And it's like, I'm not your layaway, those right? Like, yeah, those, those really annoy me. But I give in. Do I'm you? Like, all right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always do, too. It's a guaranteed sale. Yeah. You know, for the most part. But, yeah, I hear you. So, anyways, I, it's encouraging to know that it's being tested. I just hope that it's rolled out for everyone before mm. Q4 takes off. Right? Because it'd be the worst if, like, it's March, right before summer slowed. I was like, hey, everyone, you all have access to send offers. Right? That'd be a little little perturbing. Yeah. Yeah. You have a quote of the week yet? I do have. Is it? Are you ready to hear it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, guys, this is, this is a moment in history. Orlando asked for the quote of the week. Mark this. Put it on your calendar. I just needed a sip for my Remember drink. it forever. The moment when Orlando is finally starting to admit the quote of the week is great. All right, here's uh, here's quote of the week. This one, um, I feel like I quote a lot of, a lot of the same people, um, but that's okay. Um, and I'm probably going to eventually run out of like, work hard quotes but uh There's then no i'll just way. give like feel good quote well they start to get redundant after a while the you know the work hard but then i'll just give you like good life quotes hopefully but good here's my quotes. here's okay. my here's my quote of the week this week this is a benjamin franklin quote okay he's just full of those he's got a ton of ton he of, was a businessman ton of one-liners too i don't know why that's relevant to pure house podcast but thank you for that information i just thought I he was a history there. teacher so he's he's, he's one that. of our founding fathers yeah, there we go all right so um, quote of the week, lost time is never found. Or please, lost time can never be found again. Please explain that. It's, it's great. Okay. So like you have 24 hours in a day, right? Like 24 okay. hours in a day to get as much done as you can. A lot of times, uh, we take time to say like, okay, like I'm going to just like, 
it's not a big deal if I just, you know, these couple of hours watch this movie or this day, I'm going to take this one day off or, and, and I'm not advocating for, for never taking rest. Like we need rest. Um, but except until December 18th. <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes less rest, but, um, you get to a point where you think that you can like make up for the time you've lost. Uh, but you really never can, right? Like once time has passed, once you've given up that time, uh, the time you lost, those hours you lost yesterday, the hours you lost this morning, uh, you never get those back. And you might work harder in the evening or the next day to try and make up for it. But imagine if you would have worked those hours you lost and then still worked harder that you like. Okay, I you get know, it. So lost time. I think everybody else again. out there is tracking with you too. Yeah. All right. So you're trying to encourage us to Keep working. Keep working, right? Like, no, I don't agree. don't waste time. Um, you know, another quote. Whoa, whoa it's only a. It's quote. one. It's a quote no of the S's, week. I know, but quotes. this one, this one is, this one is, it's okay. connected. So I used to have on my my signature when I worked in corporate America. Um, it was something to the effect of, um, "You'll never have time unless you make it." Right? It's kind of the same thing. Like, you'll never find no, time. That, you'll never find. True. I think that's what it was. You'll never find time for anything unless you make it. That's very true. I agree with that 100%. So, okay. Good quotes. Thank you. All right. Let's get back to our topics. We need like out of the way. We need like music that plays like quote of the week, like inspired. I like our club intro and we'll keep it there. All right. Is it clubbish or intro? It's it's EDM, I think is what people would call it. Electric dance music. Sorry, I'm just an old Electronic dance music. Sorry. All right. We'll get some banjo music for you next time. Banjo music. I do like Civil War music. <laughs> I don't. Do. I was right, right? Banjo yeah, music. I know. I'm a historian. All right. Poshfest just happened like a few days ago. That sounds amazing, and I didn't know anything about it. And I'm the posh guy. I should know about Poshfest. So Poshfest is kind of like eBay Open, mm. right? And it's, it's you know, I actually I watched some of the keynotes. I thought, you know, they. I think Posh does a really good job of connecting people. I think eBay does a good job, too. But it just seemed that Posh is kind of very familial. Is mm. that the word for it? Like family kind yeah. of a little bit, especially with the sharing. But a couple of things that came out of it, I guess Poshmark is going international. But before we get all crazy about what they mean by international, like they are starting in Canada, hopefully next year. Mm. And then, you know, globally. So I don't know how long that's going to be, but that's a good sign, right? Because Poshmark, you can't ship anywhere. Yeah. No, US. From, 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 what I know, it's just inside the U.S. But man, let me tell you guys, like Poshmark shipping is the easiest, easiest, easiest thing in the world. Like every time something sells on eBay, it's like go out in the garage, try and find a box that fits it. Got to print the label out. You got to weigh it. You got to put in the numbers, right? Like Poshmark, if it fits in a in any USPS priority box, envelope, anything, even a bag, like you don't have to use yeah, USPS. Yeah, but it's a set number, right? It, like it, you can't make money on shipping at all. Yeah, it's six ninety nine. Yeah, so, so well, that's the thing though is is people recognize that, and so but but the it's also understood that you don't have to add that. You don't you're not calculating like shipping into your pricing, and am I going to make money on shipping? Am I going to lose some money on shipping? So there's no free shipping on Poshmark. There's no free shipping on it's it's six ninety nine. The customer pays that it's not even in your price. Like if you're listing a shirt for twenty two dollars, yeah, the customer knows I pay twenty two dollars plus six ninety nine shipping. Now you can offer you can make an offer to somebody. Um, so, like, let's say somebody likes something. They like a shirt that you have posted on Poshmark. Um, 
when they post that or if they like it, you can send them an offer and say, I'll I'll take I'll, I'll make it 18 instead of 22 and I'll give you 499 shipping. Now when you do that, you pay that extra part of the shipping. So it comes okay. out of your profit. So technically you could lower the shipping or maybe do free shipping if you're willing to eat that cost. Um, but for the most part, it's just and the nice thing is that's the culture of Poshmark. So the customers aren't trying to get deals on shipping and they're not even like it's just understood across the board. They buy something at six ninety nine and um it's a it's basically up to five pounds, which is basically any clothing item. So See, like, but I'm the other way. Like eBay allows you that bargaining power with the person. Like today, for instance, today I sold a pair of Doc Martens. I had them up for I think sixty five and uh, eleven ninety nine shipping. Okay, these Doc Martens were eh, they're pretty worn, right? So I I I put them up for sixty five because I you know mm-hmm. you, you know me I always shoot high, and they say they they sent me a message and our best offer and usually people always have to agree to the shipping, mm. but you can always work around that. So right. they said, hey, can we do fifty? Uh, with free shipping. And I counter, I said, well, I could do 40 and still charge you shipping. It's about the same. And I got the sale. And I, I just liked it because I had that wiggle room. But it, I mean, it's almost just semantics at a certain point because you, your your profit was 40 if it cost you eleven ninety nine to ship it, right? And that's the other thing too with Poshmark. No, no, but see... I know that it's not going to cost me eleven ninety nine. Okay, so you so you make a little bit of money off the shipping, but if you're doing Poshmark, you just recognize that that the shipping is just not even an issue, right? Like, no, I see that side. I just I like I'm always a fan of being able to have as much ability to kind of make your sale. But if it's bought, because when you think about it, you're it's it's a total price, right? Eleven ninety nine forty. So what's that? Fifty one ninety nine was the total price. Correct. Minus your shipping cost. Correct. So if it was Poshmark, just put it up for $50. And you're still going to make the same amount. True. True. Put it up for $45. Tell them $45, they pay $6.99 shipping. So, you still okay, so I see what amount. you're saying, semantics. Yeah, it's semantics. But but the other thing, though, Poshmark does take 20%. They don't take 10 Um, So there's that. There's also, they don't have the PayPal fees. It's their own program. But I tell you that the, the shipping for Poshmark, it's... It's truly the most incredible thing. I feel like you and I are like totally like endorsing both companies. Poshmark and eBay? Yeah, because I still, I'm still. Well, we're making a lot of money off them. I'm, we are. We are. I mean, eBay has been really good to me. I mean, I've had some good sale days the last few weeks. And so I can't complain about eBay. And I, I you know, I keep saying this, like, I feel that eBay is definitely part of our culture. And that's why I think it's still going to win. Because people just think of eBay. Now, I said this last, but we're not going to go into this. Anyways, I think eBay is getting beat up. I do. For good reason. Like, they need to get their act together on a, on a few things. Like, you know, pay right away and send the offer. But I still think that a lot of people are still going to eBay. <laughs> Sorry, that's me. I need to turn my vibration off. Um you have a sale? We're getting well, it's offers. Got an offer on a backpack. All right. Good for you. Let's see. Let's see what they're offering. So I'm gonna keep talking while you yeah. do that. All right. While I so, do while I do work. I'm gonna talk about how much eBay is better than Poshmark. Mike's not even listening while I say yeah, that. Yeah, and the, the our listeners aren't listening either. Except right now you're <laughs> dealing with an offer on eBay, by the way. So no, I honestly I think they're both awesome. Don't get me wrong. I just I'm I just I'm comfortable with eBay. I think Poshmark is great. What I really love, this is a great point that I heard about 
from um, the president uh, or the CEO uh, of Poshmark. He said that we have the ability, and don't quote me, a lot of you saw his keynote. He had mentioned something of the fact that Poshmark, through the sharing of closets, allows people to be more connected, something to that effect. And then you don't have, you're not paying for promotional right. listings, right? That's huge. Yeah, no, that's one nice thing too is, is you can list, like we listed, like I said, in one week we went from, I think we had like close to 70 items in our Poshmark store already. In one week we added 110 items, which is crazy because remember, I was ecstatic when I got to 100 items on eBay, right? I added 100 items in, in, in under a week on Poshmark. So I didn't have to worry at all about now I have to pay for a store. I have to upgrade to a higher amount so that I'm not paying for listings each month. Like those are just up there. I can add a thousand items. I could add 2000 items as fast as I can. And I'm not paying for anything until they sell. See, but I think there's another side to that. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. And you're like, where are you going with this, Rolando? So. If time is money, how much time are you spending sharing closets, right? Because I'd rather drop, you know, the three, four, five, whatever amount it is to have a store where eBay's promoting my stuff to pay for the promoted listings so they're putting it out there more than share closets. That's that's fair enough. But here's here's what I've noticed. So we recently got, it might be an, uh, a relatively easy thing to get on Poshmark. I don't know how many Poshmarkers get it and, or how long it takes them to get it. Um, but we we got Poshmark ambassador like status on Poshmarks. We've nice. met certain metrics. Um, and and to be honest, like I got to give 100% credit to my wife. She's the one doing 95% or more, 99% of the stuff on Poshmark. I just help a little bit. Um, I do some sharing. She That's does pretty majority. fast. How long have you guys been on Poshmark? Um, I don't remember exactly how long. It's a couple of months. It hasn't okay. been. That's pretty good. Um, I don't know how, how what it takes or how long, but I've seen some people that have been doing it longer, and you've got you got there pretty good time. Yeah, we got. And and here's the thing with that. So we got the Poshmark ambassador, and so as we were looking at that, I was looking at at different metrics because it shows you breaks down everything. Um, and we do share quite a bit. So it's like when there's free time, we're sharing. People have shared our stuff. We share their stuff. Um, there's posh parties where it's like, and posh parties make it really easy. So it's like, might be a posh party and it's like winter gear or dresses. And See, so then you I just go through. Awesome. Yeah. So you go through all your listings and you just share all of your, 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 your dresses to the dress party. And then anybody's looking for dresses, like all of them are just being like put up on the, so it doesn't take long. Like I, I really look at, it, it's almost like a video game. Like you're, you, you click on the person, you click, you look through the items like, oh, these are cute tops or whatever. I feel always weird when I say stuff like that. Uh, you click it, you share it to your followers and you look at a couple more and you share and then you go to the next person and you share, share, share. Go next. And it's just like button clicking on any video game. Like, you know, I'm planting my 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 corn that's going to grow like those video games. You know, it's just like you're pushing buttons and we are, uh, the metric tells us we're in the top 10% of Poshmark uh, shares. Well, maybe it says that to everybody. I mean, it could be, but that would be that would be um, interesting. But if that's true, and I think it probably is relatively true because we share a lot. And and what I've noticed, I mean, just like with eBay, um, there's a lot of people who will do a little bit. There's not a lot of people who are going to do a lot. Yeah. And when it comes to like any kind of company, organization, any kind of hierarchy structure, there's going to be people at the top and the top 10% and then the top 1% of that 10% are getting 99% of 
the money. They're getting 99. Like we see that in every economic structure, every, you see that in sports teams, like it's the top percentage of the top percentage that do the, the 1%. Best. Well, you know, just without, but, but that's normal. Like in every system and every structure across humanity, there's these kinds of hierarchies and it's the top of the top, even for like musicians, like only the top, only like, 10 songs of somebody who's like the famous musician is like really famous and they might have 200 songs, but it's like 10 songs are known. Um, so there's always this like hierarchy and to be at the top 10% already tells me like we're doing something right. And if we can yeah. keep doing that over the next couple of years, then it's going to come to a place where we don't have to share as many people's stuff anymore. Cause we're going to have tens of thousands of followers and people are sharing our stuff and it's 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 you you build you work really hard to build that platform and then once you have it it kind of takes care of itself so you just have to build that engine and then once that engine is built it runs okay and the nice thing is is i like that it kind of takes effort and work to build that engine and it's not like pay to win type of a thing almost like video games right like there are video games that are pay to win where people are buying gyms on their little like loot boxes loot boxes yeah yeah yeah, exactly okay yeah all right no but and that's the thing See, I, I'm the other way. Like, I get it's just button pushing, but it's maybe I'm just, I, I, I'm not lazy. I know I'm not lazy, but there's a part of me that I love eBay, like, listen and forget it. Yeah. Well, I like that because um, you're not a competitor on Poshmark and we'll have fewer competitors because <laughs> people aren't willing to put in that work. That's true. That's true. But again, like, I would I say, will run the Poshmark whole industry if I can, right? Maybe like, if Amazon didn't exist, I'd be full on on Poshmark. That's true. We just each have our things. There you go. All right. Yeah. So, and, and the next thing, they're doing a save draft, Poshmark. That's what I heard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like, that would be nice. Right? Because yeah. right now, what do you do? Like, if you have a listing and you're not done with it, what happens? Um, I don't know. We, as soon as, we haven't ran into that yet. I, I, that happens all the time with eBay, but but listing things on Poshmark is relatively simple. So, okay. um, I haven't had the issue where it's like, okay, like, I'm going to come back to this one later. It's kind of just like. It's it's a really quick process. Or set up a bunch of drafts. Like what's nice on Mercari, you can do it too. Maybe is like you set up a bunch of drafts, mm-hmm. and so whenever you got a certain item, you just go to that draft. Oh right, I see what you're right? saying. Right, or like on, I do sell similar. I don't do drafts. I just mm-hmm. go to sell similar. Sell similar. So if I have a Nike pair of shoes. I just go whatever Nike I'm selling. Sell similar. Change a few items. Put the pictures. I'm ready to go. Mm. So I I listen. I was going back and forth with somebody uh, on a DM about Poshmark and and eBay, and I. <laughs> It's funny because I am not the eBay spokesperson. I'm not endorsed. I just, I think Poshmark is doing an excellent job. I got to give it up to Poshmark. I was impressed by what I saw uh, on like the little keynotes and what they were talking about because I get the sense that eBay has already done a lot of this work, right? So, you know, people are like, yeah, Poshmark's, you know, getting it together because they're going to go international and they're doing this. Well, there was a time when eBay was doing that too, right. and everybody was like, "Hey, look what eBay's doing." Yep. You get what I'm saying? And so, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I always felt like that with like the Apple Android debates when like a new feature would come out on an Apple, and people would think like, "Oh, this is so incredible and revolutionary," and it's like, "Well, Android has had that for like the last 13 months." So, well, yeah, well, you know, okay. but like people, eBay yeah, global so it's like, shipping. Like to me, eBay global shipping is one of the best reasons to do eBay. Mm. I mean, think about nowhere else can you sell something and know that after it hits a certain point, like your responsibility is done, Mm. right? Once it gets to Kentucky, if it breaks, if you get bad feedback. And shipping is cheaper to Kentucky. Like they must have what I've noticed. Well, and it might be different if you're using USPS or if you're using um, uh, UPS or FedEx. 
but we use UPS a lot and really heavy big boxes go to Kentucky for the global shipping. Very inexpensive. And I think it's because they have a warehouse where it's like they have they don't need a lift gate for the trucks. It's just it's it's just cheaper. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've sent some big items through UPS and it's been good for me. Yeah. Okay, next topic here. So Gary V came out with his, I guess he's having a new show like on YouTube called Trash Talk. And the reason I bring this up is because I I started seeing this on the, on the comments. So he had posted a, a, on Instagram and on his video and, and a lot of people are like, they're either, they love him, mm. right? Like Gary V, you're awesome. You're a boss. Can't believe you're out there. Thanks for representing us. You know, appreciate it. Love it. Da, da, da. And he's going out there. And I, you know, I've sent you some clips, and and he, you know, he's going out there, and he's actually like, he's picking up plush. That's like his thing right now, huh? Picking up plush, and then he's trying to flip it on eBay. I think he gives it to his brother-in-law, or I, I think his brother-in-law or brother. I could be wrong. And he flips it on his eBay store, and you know, it, it's funny because you know, he's talking about I bought this for a dollar and I flip it for fifteen, which you know, I think it's good to start that way, right? right. Eventually, you gotta kind of gotta get your margins up and source differently. But what, why I bring this up is because I'm wondering where this is going to take reselling. Yeah, is it going to flood the market? See, and that's what some people are saying. Like, okay, so again, there's people that love it. Hey, you know, fist bump, you're, you're the man, mm. Gary. And then there's another group that's saying, you know, this is, this is fake. Like, you only sell things because you're Gary Vee. Mm. And I actually commented on some of them. I kind of said, no, no, it's because the market demands it. Mm. Like, you know, because they don't, I mean, if it's not Gary Vee's store, like they're not, you know, there are some things like he signed a camera with D-Rock that he picked up flipping mm. that he's going to put on eBay. Okay, that's going to sell because yeah. it's Gary Vee. Right, but the, you know, I don't know, FAO Schwartz giraffe that he put up to sell, like no one's going to go like, oh, that's Gary Vee's giraffe. You know what I mean? So then there's, a, there's so there's the people that are saying, Oh, I tried reselling. There's, there's no way you can make money. I think about it, there's still people that are naysayers that go like that flipping game. That's all. That's all stage. Like you can't do it. Then there's the other one, the other group of people that are saying, "Yeah, you know, you're gonna kill it for all of us. Mm. Like you're putting this info out there, and now you're making it mainstream. It's gonna hurt our businesses." Mm. I want to know where do you land on this, Mike? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I'd like to. Only time is going to tell. Um, even with how long Gary Vee is going to be pushing this and doing this, I mean, Gary Vee doesn't do anything halfway, right? Like he's he's into this, but he's also runs multi-million dollar companies. And so um, I think right now, Gary Vee's thing, from what I gather, is he really wants to help people, right? Like he wants to, to show people how they can be successful in life um, if they're willing to work hard, um, which is what we're trying to do. And obviously we don't have the same platform that Gary Vee has, uh, but... But yeah, I mean, they're probably, he's probably going to drive short term tens of thousands of people into trying reselling. But you think drive or just inspire? Maybe both, right? Like, I, I feel like there's going to be those who, yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a huge difference between the two terms there on that. Well, I see drive like actually going out there. Okay. I, I see what you're Inspires like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I'm okay. going to do it. And then, Back to Fortnite. Exactly. No, and that, that's what I think is probably going to happen for most. I, I feel like it's probably going to inspire tens of thousands of people to, to try. And then of those, only a fraction are going to be willing to put in the work. So, yeah, that might actually increase the competition 
substantially across the board, but probably not as much as everybody who starts for a few months and tries it. Because any of you who've been doing this know how much work it is, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you listen to the podcast and you're willing to put in that work, you know this isn't this isn't just easy quit your day job tomorrow type of work. Um, and I think it is good for people to see because a lot of people probably aren't going to be able to make a living doing it. But if you're if you're living at your parents' house or you can't keep a, a job because just the market has been bad for you for whatever reason, and you can get a little bit of hope and say like, hey, I can go out and work hard and get a little bit of money and do this stuff until you get your feet back under you and maybe teach some kids just discipline and respect and business. And then they take that and then they go join another company or do something else. Like, I think it's going to help a lot of people, which is, I think, great. Um, will it flood the market with resellers long-term? Probably not. Will it flood it short-term? Maybe, which might be negative. But remember, like, remember when I first started, like, I, I got lucky with some things that I was buying. Um, but I, I feel like a lot of people are going to go out and they're going to try and they're not going to do the research, right? Well, they're not going to listen to Pure Hustle Podcast Episode 3 and do the right research. And get baned. And that they're going to get totally baned out there and they're going to say, like, this isn't this doesn't work. Like you said, a lot of people think, oh, stage doesn't work um, because it does take time. And I say anybody who's willing to take the time to research, do the work, go out there, hustle, list, take pictures, ship, um, good for them. Yeah, see, I'm I'm still the the kind of persuasion that it doesn't matter, like, who pushes reselling. Like, yes, I will agree that things get, did get flooded. Like, I've talked about Harley-Davidson shirts and certain Hawaiian shirts. Like, when Thrift Hunters, uh, there was a show that came out on A&E with Jason Smith. Uh, I can't remember the other guy. I feel terrible. I feel really bad. Anyways, they had the show, and they would resell and and i'm sure like people like me were inspired by that and went out there and actually did it but it takes a hustle right so not only does it take a hustle but it also takes like you willing to not only go out there and look for stuff but pick up this stuff right do the research go back home take pictures list it pack it ship it like it's there's a process to it and on top of that there's so much out there still Right. I'm not selling Hawaiian shirts like I used to. I remember I would sell Hawaiian shirts for 50 to 70 certain ones. Like I probably would have five or six sales a week on those. Right now, it's probably once every two weeks I'll sell a Hawaiian shirt. Sometimes it's like a month. Mm. Right. But then there's other items that I've picked up that I make a killing on now. Right. That I'm still picking up for five dollars and selling for 80. Like the stuff is still out there. I, I think what I'll do is it will bring greater attention. But. Like we've noticed, like I, I would say the reselling community peaked maybe five, six years ago as far as on YouTube. Like there were tons of people doing YouTube. Uh, there are, you know, a lot of people going out there reselling. And then a lot of those people aren't there anymore. Right. And you don't see as many videos as you used to. Mm. Right. You don't see as many collaborations as you used to. That's one thing I, I noticed that there isn't a lot. There used to be like every reseller would have collaborations and I just don't see them anymore. Mm. But the reselling game is still here. Like, I'm still making money. I'm still able to go full-time. You're still making money. Plenty of you out there are still making money. I just think it's, it, I think it'll be good for all of us because what it does, it makes people look at us seriously. Mm. Right? Do you still get, like, people ask you, like, what, are you, what do you do? And they, they, like, think you're crazy? Um, 
I'm I'm big Maybe on Maybe it's good that they think we're crazy. I'm big on like action or the results speak for themselves. Um so So you're rolling your Lamborghini and you're like, this is what reselling got me. That would be amazing. Um uh, <laughs> No, but you know, I mean I've in my life I've probably been into like a hundred different hobbies, right? Like yeah. I spend so much money on random hobbies. And as you guys know, if you've ever had any kind of hobby, like when you're passionate about something and you're interested in something, you do research, you want to talk about it every chance you get. Um and I, I kind of thought reselling was gonna start as just a hobby. Um and it's turned into more and it's turned into the thing that's kind of sticking because it's it's a way of life, it's an income, it's mm-hmm. all of these things. And so yeah, I mean, I have a full-time job. My wife has a full-time job. Um, and so it's not like, I'm sure if I if I just told all my friends like, hey, I quit my job and I'm a full-time reseller now, there might be some like, whoa, like, what are you doing, right? Like, and yeah. you, you, so I'm sure you feel that a little more. But for me, when I tell people like, yeah, I'm selling stuff on eBay and sometimes I just show them like the 60-day total just just for fun. Oh, like nice. I'll just pull out my phone and be like, yeah, look at, look at my... Like, this is the last 60 days and I just show it to them and the, almost every time it's like jaw drop and it's like, and wait, you made that much money on, on, on selling stuff on eBay. And then, so I almost look at it as it's like, not that I want to brag, but like the, the numbers speak for themselves, right? Like if I was like, yeah, it's my 60 day total and it's like a really low number people might be like, wow, it sounds like a lot of work, but it's, it's not a low number. And so, yeah, people look at that. And so I think it does add some validity, but yeah, I think if I were to say like, Hey, I'm I'm giving up my job and I'm going to do this full time. I'd probably have a little bit of reluctance about telling people what I do, just to, out of out of fear. <laughs> well, come on, my world. Yeah, out of fear of like, what are people going to think about it? Because right now, people think it's like, well, that's a hobby that makes you a ton of money. Um, but if I were to say it's my full time job, so what about you? So like that that is where you're at now. Do you do you find that? No one takes me seriously. Hmm. I, I mean, those of you that listen and follow us, like you, you get it. But, you know, when I'm out and about and people ask, I usually try to kind of massage it a little bit. Mm. I go, I do e-commerce, mm. right? Or I, I have an online business, right? But, and then they ask for the details and I say, well, I saw on Amazon and eBay. And they kind of look at me like, you know, kind of like, uh, do you need help? Mm. <laughs> like I met, I had one person actually call me and go, Hey, I got all these connections. Like, if I need to find a job for you, like, oh, I'll help man. you out. You know? maybe, maybe you can phrase it something like, not, not that there's any shame being a reseller, right? Like, I'm not trying no, to say that. No, we're real. Shame. Like, this is what we do. But, but you know, maybe there's a, uh, you know, a way. You know how, like, what's the term that, like, for, used to be called janitor. Now it's, like, um, maintenance, oh, yeah, something, yeah, another yeah, 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 manager, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, there's a certain title that you use. So, like, I don't know, maybe you're, like, a distribution expert or distribution See, manager I, or something like that, right? Like, But that's what I love about what Gary Vee's doing. Like, you got a $200 million CEO, and he's out there at doing a garage the flip sale, yeah. at, at garage sales. Yep. Right? And, and I mean, the part that cracks me up is, like, he's in his Range Rover, right? Which I would never roll in a Range Rover because I know that my negotiation power is out the window. Yeah, it's true. Right? <laughs> I mean, rolling your how Escalade. About, how about – and I love – this is probably really bad of me, but like when I'm, when there's sometimes like baby stuff or kid stuff at garage sales, I like to mention and talk about my son while I'm buying stuff. Oh, and I, I never say that it's like, oh, this is for my son, but I'm like, oh yeah, my son's 10 months old and, and oh, he loves whatever, you know, that, 
And I never say like, oh, I'm buying this for my son, but you know, like I'm trying to make conversation with customers. And I think that, you know, it helps probably a little bit with the bargaining power. <laughs> no, I agree. It's probably agree. bad of me to do, but I do it. I just, I don't know. I, I'm kind of half and half about it. I'm excited. I think it will legitimize a lot of what people do. Mm. I, I, and I always say this, the more resellers there are, the better it is for us. And this is why people will begin to go, hey, if I want to find good stuff, I need to go to eBay or I need to go to Poshmark. I don't need to go to Macy's or I don't need to go to Forever 21 or whatever mm. it is. Like, I'm going to go online. So it's going to draw more people, mm. more buyers. Right? I think it has the other effect where... I think Poshmark is doing that for the younger generation. It could be true. You're being ageist right now. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not trying to be, but like, I'm just thinking of like, because I'm a high school teacher, so I have some of, somewhat of a pulse on on the, what what are they, generation Y? Is that the term that we're, they've been labeled? I don't know. Yeah, so. I've been out of education for five months. I don't know. So, so <laughs> well, they've been generation Y for longer than five That's months. True. That so. is true. Um, but yeah, so I have somewhat of a pulse on on just that generation and, and social media. And Gary Vee talks about this a lot, like, it is. It's the future. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go, what is Gary V pushing though on the show? What platform? Was it eBay? It's eBay. Oh, that's nice. It's eBay, 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 eBay. I mean, he does talk about retail arbitrage with Amazon, like mm. some keynotes and stuff, but it's eBay. Anyways, just thought I'd uh, bring that up. No, that's good. Good for eBay. I hope eBay keeps doing better because I sell a lot on eBay. But, you know, what I'm saying with Poshmark is Poshmark with the closets. It's like they're they're truly like little boutiques. Like it's like online boutiques. My wife buys a lot of her clothing through various boutiques that are online. Um, and it's interesting when you buy through that because like whenever it's like Christmas time or her birthday and she's like, oh, I have some stuff in my wish list on whatever boutique, online boutique she buys through. And I go on there and they almost, they run out of sizes really quick. They run out of styles because it's not like a Macy's or an H&M or someplace where they have like, certain set prints and they've got thousands of the same shirt. It's like they get 13 in of like this specific dress or this. So there's something about that. That's interesting. It's like, it's a unique, interesting, might not even be a name brand. It's just a cute dress for whatever that means, you know? Um, and, and I feel like that's kind of what Posh is doing in, in a big way is it's like people have closets and you have favorite closets that you follow. And so if, if you're, looking to buy clothing and you're like, oh, I should buy it online from this because you're getting a lot of times new with tag stuff or really lightly used stuff. But that's what I mean. Like, I think shows like Gary V or legitimizing more in the public eye that, hey, online is the best place to buy things. I think it's a good thing. Because yeah, it's almost like with Poshmark, it's like we own an online boutique kind of, right? Like, no, it's you're right. really what it is. And I don't, I, again, I keep saying this kind of like we said in our very first episode. So if you haven't heard our first episode, we invite you to do that. Uh, it, it's this, oh, by the way, our episode about global shipping is still our lowest listened to one. I, I, I don't like, maybe all of you do global sales, but if you don't make sure you go to that episode, episode five. Yeah. Wait, I'm, is it episode five? I'm pretty sure it's episode five. Yeah. All right. So, what I would say, oh, I'm not near the mic right now. That's okay. So what I would say is this, is that I wouldn't stress it in the sense that all it's going to do, this is just my theory. I'm not right. Okay. It's not going to flood. The, I don't think, I think it'll, there'll be some flooding. I mean, there'll be some areas, but again, it's this idea that it's going to just make it 
I would say more. Here's to, sorry, I'm I'm kind of like in the middle of thought. It's gonna it could go both ways. It could get a lot of people inspired, and then they go, "This is a lot of a lot of work. I'm not gonna do this." And then maybe the popularity will wane, right? And you're right, Gary V. How often is he gonna be able to do garage sales? I mean, maybe if he makes a priority, he'll be able to do it all the time. That's gonna be his thing. But you know, you you all know those of you that are full time resellers, like it's a lifestyle. Like it's a grind. Like it's not something you can do on the side as a hobby. We'll talk about this in our next podcast about the habits of a reseller. Mm. Like it has to be a lifestyle for you. Well, I mean, you can do it as a hobby and make money, but if you want to make substantial amount of money, it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, okay. So, anyways, hey, check it out. It's. I thought it was a good video. I thought it was a great way to sh- kind of show garage sales. Uh, well done and edited, and you know, looking forward to the next few episodes. Yeah, buddy. So, all right. Guess who's coming back? Uh, is it Eminem? Eminem. <laughs> His name is Jeffrey. Jeffrey? You and mean a, Toys R Us? Yeah, and according to Twitter, oh, he's traveled around the world, and he's coming back. Oh. Think, think about how crazy that is. That, like, Toys R Us is coming. You know, when I read the news about that, I was like, this is this is crazy. And I posted on Insta, so a lot of our listeners are on, on Instagram. But it kind of just shocked me because I'm like, this is like out of nowhere. And, you know, the way they say, here, here's what they said on Twitter. Guess who's back? He's been traveling across the globe for the past few months. But now Jeffrey's back. And once again, ready to set play free for children of all ages. Share some of your favorite memories and get ready to make a whole lot of new ones. As exciting as I'm sure that is for, for many of you resellers out there. Man. Do you the think it's companies, exciting to us? Well, probably to an extent, but to think that companies bankrupt themselves and then come wrote. back. Wait, wait, wait. Let me read what people wrote. Let's hear it. <laughs> I feel I feel really I, I feel bad for the employees that work there and had to find other jobs. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? I feel terrible. So I I don't feel bad for the back. So <laughs> first some of the tweets here. Hey, so like, do I get severance pay for losing my job now that you all have the money to stay open or do I get my job back? Next mm. one. That's insane that you didn't get severance pay. When my last job closed in 2017, I got one. Da, 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 da. Um, uh, da, da, da. They're going to create. Uh, I remember that that part where you fired everyone. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And it's just like. And there's some people saying, yay, Jeffrey. And there's other people saying, that's so messed up. Yeah. And I, I just, they're just, again, there's multiple ways to look at this. There's part of me that goes, thank you for closing temporarily. Mm. Like, you allowed me to get some ridiculously awesome, you know, items for super cheap. And now you're going to come back and you, there's another place for me to source. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like you break up with a girlfriend and you moved on and you randomly run into her and those feelings come back. And you're like, do you want those feelings? That's an interesting analogy there, Orlando. But I, I think I see where you're going with that. Right. It's like this, I keep bringing back Save by the Bell, right? But it's like the Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, right? Mm. They moved on and they kept getting drawn back to each other. Right. So you're saying like you you just can't stay separated from Toys R Us? Like every time you drive by, you're going to get butterflies in your stomach? And Well, I, I will tell you, like, 
it was sad for me. I, I bring in my son, and, and when I told my son the other day, you know, Tizzer is coming back, he goes, yay, yeah, we get to go back. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I get to continue sharing those memories. Now, they're not going to be full-fledged stores. Supposedly, they're supposed to be, like, I think, like, pop-ups or in malls or mm. something. But they, they kept the, the brand and everything, and they're supposed to be back in November. Wow. Oh. I mean, if you think about it, it's the brand that was worth the most from that company anyways, right? Like, yeah. So. What makes you know. me sad is I have hundreds of giraffe plushes, Jeffrey plushes, that, you know, the clothes, it probably would have been worth more. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you can look at it as, or they'll become like rare when it's like, this was back when Toys R Us was Toys R Us before they were, I mean, are they coming back 100% so the same? 2.0? I mean, they've got to be something like back before they closed, you know, or I don't know. Are they going to keep everything the same? They get to keep the same logo, the same. I don't know. I think so they, they just get to come back debt free. My hope is <laughs> my hope is that they learn their lesson and they're going to change the shopping experience. Right. Because I remember going into Toys R Us's and it was just bad. Mm. Like everything was disheveled. Nothing looked organized. Some stores looked like they hadn't changed since the 80s, mm. you know, and <clears throat> I think that's part of what hurt them. But um, I don't know. I just I'm excited about another place to source if it works out. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, a little <laughs> bit off topic, but kind of related. Like when you go into stores, and various stores have different um, state of um, comfort or cleanliness, or however you want to look like at a it. Target. Yeah, like Target's obviously nice. As much as I don't like Target, yeah. like Target it's always feels store. clean. Yeah. And a lot of them around here kind of like repainted and organized to make them look more like department stores. And yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember years ago I read a thing that said that Kmart's were the lowest price per square foot of maintenance than any other store like it in the same category. Like most stores was like thirty some dollars per square foot they'd spend a year to like for cleaning or like repairs, yeah. and Kmart's was like. Four dollars or something to that effect. Like it was significantly lower than any other store, and and you know they're an offshoot of Sears. So like Sears number was really? like yeah, you know, Sears and Kmart. Like Kmart is Sears is like overstock type. Like they're lower end. Interesting. Okay, but it makes sense. Like Kmart. Like oh man. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think good things of when I think of Kmart. Yeah. So okay. No offense if you worked at Kmart or whatever. Okay. If you own Kmart, we're sorry. No, we're, sorry. we're looking for sponsors. Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there, we'll start with Kmart. Okay. All right. I think it is time for Hustle of the Week. <laughs> we need music for that too, right? Uh, hustle of the Week. I, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's late. All right. So we got. So here's what's happening. We have a lot of people sending us Hustle of the Week now. That's amazing. It is awesome. Keep we appreciate coming. it. By the way, while we're at it, if you haven't had a chance, follow us on Instagram, Puroso Podcast. On Facebook, we are Puroso Podcast. On Twitter, we are Puroso Cast. If you ever want to get a hold of us by phone, we are 619-738-1170. You can also email us at Podcast at gmail.com. And you can always direct message us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you guys. And one more thing. We are on YouTube, and our subscribers are growing. Yes. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe, like, comment, hit that little bell next to subscribe so you get notifications when our podcasts are up. Or we have a yeah. video, like his haul video from 
yes. for Poshmark or our ride along, which we're gonna are we doing another ride along soon? We should do another ride along. That'd be good. We need to, like a garage sale one though. Yeah. That'd, That'd be, be I, I I'm worried, man. When you're recording at a garage sale, I think it's kind of like driving up with your uh, Range Rover. Like yeah. with a camera, like, hey, can I get this for No, I get that. I get that. <sighs> and or maybe they're willing to make a better deal because they feel that people are gonna watch them. That's true. Everybody wants to be a celebrity. Like global peer Except pressure. for those who don't. There you go. So anyways, <laughs> hey, follow us on all platforms. Like us. And one last thing. Like, I hope that this is bringing value to all of you. And if it's brought value to you, please share. Um, you know, you can hit that share button on YouTube and send this, send our YouTube videos to other people. You can go to podcasts. You can share our podcast with others. I think that's going to be one of the best ways for us to get information out is organically through you guys. Yeah, please tell a friend. Like, honestly, you probably have one or two people that you know or more um, that could use reselling, right? That 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 maybe they they ask you questions, right? Like, Because maybe people come to you and say, well, how do you do this? Like, just, just tell a friend. Tell a friend about Peer Hustle Podcast because um, we'd love to expand the community and just get more people involved and help as many people as possible. So please tell a friend. Let us know that you sent somebody our way and we'll give you, you know, like thumbs up. It's probably all I can <laughs> offer you right now. Like, no. thanks, man. Give you a shout out. But uh, well, we appreciate it. And we love you guys, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for the shout outs. Thanks for tagging us. I mean, it's fun. It's awesome. You know, I, I'm and getting I, kind of emotional right now. I, well, because full time reselling is lonely. Yeah. So I, I love it. Throughout the day, I never feel alone because there's always people like contacting me and we're ta- meeting, talking back and forth. And it's just a good time. So, all right, hustles of the week, right. Mike. Why, why don't you go first? Let's, we're cool. gonna, so, what I meant by all that is that we're gonna try to share three from listeners. Gotcha. And then over time, you know, we're gonna try to fit them in. But let's let's shoot for three because, you know, we could do a whole show on hustles of the week pretty soon here. So, and and these aren't gonna be necessarily the top three. They'll just be the three that we thought we'd want to share. Yeah. Is that okay? I hope that's okay. I hope I. I it's okay with me. Hopefully it's okay with you guys. So here we go. The first one. Uh, so um, we got uh, Ryan from the Midwest. Uh, shared this with us on Facebook. Um, he picked up some vintage Jensen speakers. Okay, What's so, up, Allie? Yeah, I love, I love vintage audio stuff. It's great. Um, I don't have the room for it anymore. And I live in a townhouse, so my neighbors probably wouldn't like it. But but great find. So he picks these up. Pays $25.44. $25.44, yep, 25, yeah incredible okay i know you know how much he bought them for but i just want our listeners for a second uh just to imagine what they think these sold for just just for like two seconds just this is when we need music just think like little jeopardy music Uh, jeopardy's played out all right here it is here it is so um fifteen hundred dollars cash he barters with this guy um that that is willing to come down, and the guy ends up paying him one thousand eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. Is a guy who drove three hours across from another state to come pick up these speakers. Imagine driving three hours just to go like listen to something because with vintage audio stuff, like you got to listen to it to make sure like things are working right. And so like, this guy drives three hours, pays one thousand eight hundred and seventy-five dollars off a twenty-five dollar purchase. That's fire right there. That's a hustle of the week. That is, I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm very proud of you. I think that's <laughs> wonderful. Um, one day, one day, I'm gonna have a hustle like that. Um, you are the man. 
One day. Maybe that hustle's right around the corner, Mike. Who knows? Maybe. All right. <laughs> Ryan, awesome job. Seriously. Like, I remember it was like 11 something at night. I'm like texting you like, dude, check out this hustle of the week. This yeah. is insane. Unbelievable. So a lot of props there. All right. Next hustle of the week comes from handle name Benadiction. I, I don't know why I said that with an accent, but it's think of benediction, but the second E is an A. Make sense? Got it. Okay, that's the handle. All right. So this is, I thought this was this was awesome. Maybe you should do this one because this is Harry Potter. My wife would love this one. Okay, I so like he picked up, okay, for two dollars at a savers. It's just sitting on a shelf. He picks up a Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Canadian edition, first edition, six print, and he flips it for $100 on eBay. That is, like, think about it. He didn't even scan it. Like, he didn't go to Amazon. He just went to eBay. That's nice. That is, that, that, that's a hustle of me. I always mean, think, think about the ROI on both books, of these. Right? But that, yeah, yeah, I always think about that when, I, when I'm looking at books. It's like, this... Because if you'd have just sold, sent that to, to Amazon, um, you know, what do you get on a Harry Potter book? 14 bucks. But, like, the fact that he was willing to look and see, like, wait a minute, this is a first edition. This is the sixth print. Right? Like, yeah. you, you got to actually look. So You got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. Too. And it's funny because, so, I have kind of a, I don't know, a financial planner that kind of helps keeps me, you know, organized and so on. And I remember I was telling her stories about, you know, I picked this up for a dollar or two. I flipped it for 55. She goes, Orlando, that is insane. Like, do you understand, like, if all businesses ran like that, how wealthy you'd be? And I'm not wealthy. Okay? I make enough to have a living. Okay. And, and I could do, you know, <laughs> a trip to Chili's with the boys every every weekend or something. Right. But. This is this is why the flip game is is definitely a way to level up your standard of living. Like these are like insane numbers that we're sharing. All right, let's share our next hustle of the week, and this is from your favorite handle name. Ooh, lunch money hustle, man! Yeah, he's back Good to see you again. I don't know what this thing is, but I don't. Uh, that's what I was trying to look it up right now. Um, let's see. Why don't we? Why don't oh, we just read it? I'll okay. read it while you look it up. Okay, quick. go for it. So, lunch money hustle. Found for $2.98 at a thrift store, this thing called a natural point tracker head tracking system. Don't know what that is. I know what it is. What is it? Okay. And yeah, these go for a lot of money. Um, it has something to do with video games <laughs> where like you wear a headset and this thing will like tell like the headset like what you're looking at and seeing and allows you to do, like, 3D, like, virtual reality video games. Wow. So, like, with if you're doing, like, a flight simulator or something like that, like, as you're looking around, the game is showing you or whatever you're connecting this thing to where your head is looking so it shows you what to show, like, on huh. the... That's pretty impressive. Man, technology. I know. And he sold it for $110 That's on incredible. Amazon. Let's see. $3 to $110. That's, Think about that. That's good so ROI. $2,544 to $1,875, $2 to $100, $298 to $110. And you know, you got to, I mean. The flip life is real, people. You, if you haven't jumped in, jump in. Yeah, I mean, you got to be, when you're at thrift stores, I mean, I found some items like this where it's like you have no idea what it is. And you have to kind of like look it up and scan. So if you don't know what something is, don't be afraid to scan it, right? Like eventually you're going to get a good eye for like, okay. oh, that's just junk. 
But if you just look at a package and say like, oh, this probably isn't worth anything, spend a little bit of time and scan it because that might be that uh, $110, $110 tracking system that <laughs> you can pick up for $3. Because clearly... The best the, is when you have no idea what it is and you make a lot of money yeah, on it. Because clearly the thrift store did not take the time to look up what it was. True that, true that. All right, what's your hustle of the week? Ooh, hustle right, of the Before week. we move on, thank you guys. Thank you, Lunch Money Hustle. Thank you, Ryan from the Midwest. Thank you, Benediction with an A for your second E. E for, it's an E. No, 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 I looked it up. It's right. Uh, it's, an, it's an A. I wanted to make sure we got it right. So, yes, it is an A. Thank you guys for sharing your hustle of the week. Hey, by the way, if you got your hustle of the week, please DM us, tag us in a post, let us know. We'd love to share it. Yeah, and, and tag other people in it, too. Yeah, like share it awesome. with other people. Put like, hey, Pure Hustle Podcast, here's our hustle of the week. And tag your friends so your friends can go like, what? You tag the CEO money? of eBay <laughs> yeah. and Poshmark. Do it. Tell them. Let them know. All right. Go. All right. Hustle of the week. Okay, mine is, I'm going to try and make it a short story because um, I don't want to go too long on this. I think this is going to be our longest podcast. It's wonderful. So here we go. Okay. Um, There's this item, this toy that... Uh, Walmart's had that I couldn't find anywhere else. Uh, you know the toy, you know. Um, and <laughs> that toy is that toy. It, it's not the fingerling toy. It's it's a much better toy. <laughs> <Fingerling> toy. <laughs> so this toy um, was a limited quantity. Like you can only get a certain number of them at at a you know Walmart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Am I allowed to say the number? Is that too much info? Giving no. Out? Okay. It pur so, they purposely did that too. Okay. So it's limited to two two per customer. Correct. Right? Like that's that's all you can get is two per customer. Um, I have an offer. You take that offer. Let me tell the story. Okay. So it's two per, per customer. So I, I end up going to this Walmart and it was like a hassle to like get them because they had this sign posted up. Like you had to go to like, you had to go talk to people in electronics for it and they didn't know what it was. And so like finally. Wait, 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 wait. Let, let, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Oh, there you go. Got a sale. Uh, you got the cha-ching. Got the cha-ching. Okay. I told Mike about this item. And I told him, I didn't necessarily tell him what store, but he assumed it was a certain store. So what happened? So I went to, to, to a bunch of Targets looking for it. And I, I probably spent like a half hour arguing with the manager at one of the Targets. <laughs> They're like, no, you have this thing. My friend was here and he bought one. Like, I know you have it. And they're like, no, we've never, we, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just wish I was there to see this. And I'm like, call somebody else back because like, I, I was told you have to go to electronics to get it, right? And like they're like calling people and they're like, we have no idea. And they're like trying to look the item up. I'm like, no, it's not on your website, but you have it here. <laughs> so, so Mike made a total fool of himself. Yeah. How many stores did you do this? Uh, just like two. Oh, you went to two stores. Yeah. You only told me you went to one. So you went yeah. to two stores? Oh, just to check, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I checked yeah, I it too. I talked bad one. because I wasn't clear on what store. So yeah. I can see why well, that happened. It's okay. It, thank you for sharing with me, by the way. So anyway, so he tells me that, it, okay, it's at, it's at Walmart, right? Like this isn't at Target. You got to go to Walmart. So I go to Walmart and finally I see the little stand that says go to electronics. So I go back there and and it still took forever to get them. And then the guy would only give me one. I was like, no, the sign says two. And he's like, no, it's it's only one. And I'm like, well, give me your manager. Wow, I can't stand it when people are like that. Yeah, he's all, I said, bring your manager out here. So he brings the manager people. out. And I, I even went over and took a picture of the sign that said two, okay? Because I'm like, it says two. And the manager's like, he's like whispering to the guy. He's like, the sign says two. And the guy's like, yeah. He goes, well, then give him two. So he gave me two. But I, I still wonder what goes on in people's minds when they feel like they need to there's, do that. Yeah, they're saving. Them. Like there, there's some justice that they need to make sure it happens. Like, yeah. sorry. I just, it's just one of those things like 
they have to be hurting from something. Like they had a bad day or <laughs> they had a break. I mean, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I struggle with that. Sorry. No, Sorry. Don't mean to go on a rant. I know some of you agree with me. <laughs> and some of you probably don't. Um, so more eBay. Yeah. But go ahead. So, um, so anyways, I get my items. I go home. I tell my wife, I'm so excited about this. So now she knows to be looking for these. And she goes on her lunch to the same store. Or actually, she goes before work starts, and she gets two. Then on her lunch, she goes back over, and there was a, a shift change, so she gets two more. Then she goes after work, and there wasn't a shift change, and they recognized her, and so she left. Then Wait, she goes, how, what do you mean they recognized her? How did they well, like, she walks up, and then the person behind was like, oh, hey, it's you again. Right. And she's like, yeah, like just seeing if there was, and she just kind of like made small chat with them. And she even she didn't try to still go for it. No. Well, what she did is when she was with one, she was trying to small chat and see like when the next shift change was. So she's like, so you guys almost out of here. Like <laughs> she's really clever. In fact, most of this story is about my wife. She's, she's, the, she's the hustler on this one. She, <laughs> she was like a ninja. So here's, here's what happens. So then I'm coming home from work and I picked up my son. I'm driving home. And she decided to stop at another Walmart because, like, they were all sold out in the entire county. And so she stops at another Walmart and sees that they just got a shipment of them and they weren't locked up in electronics. They were out on the floor with no sign with a limit on it, right? Nice. So she fills the entire cart up, but like almost I all missed of them. that Walmart. You did. So she fills her cart up with, with these, with these, these I'm toys. I'm so jealous because I thought I got. All of the ones before he told me about it. So that's why I know. I even texted him. I said, "Would you feel bad if I told you we did pretty I good?" Remember, I remember. Up? Yeah. Actually, I don't. I'm glad he got them. Thank you. Um, so anyway, so she fills her card up and goes to the checkout. And as she's checking out, the register stops her. Right? It says limit two. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. forgot to tell her about that. And so she's like, "Well, there was no sign because there was no sign." And they're like, "Well, sorry, like there's nothing we can do." She goes, "Well, just ring it up as separate transactions." And they're like, "No, we can't do that." And she goes, "But there was no sign." Like so, she like makes she she she's like wants justice, right? She's like, "I would get it if there was a sign there. I'd only get two, but there's no like you're not advertising that there's a limit. Like why can't I buy them?" So she has like the manager comes over, so like they know her now and at the store at this register. Ooh. So she walks out, and then as she's in, walking to the car, she calls me, and she's like, tells me the story. And she's like, you know what? I think I'm going to go back into the other entrance because there's two entrances nice. and two cash registers. And <clears throat> so she goes into that entrance, and they didn't, they hadn't restocked the shelf yet because there's— You know our friend who gets on our case about doing this? Yeah. She's, she's listening right I, now. I already told her the story. She cracked up. Okay. Um, Probably thought I was a terrible person, but so so my wife's on the phone with me and she's like, okay, they haven't restocked the shelves because I told him I was like, fine, because she was mad. She's like, I'm not putting these back. Then if you won't sell them to me, you're gonna have to put them back. So she walks out and then she's like, man, I should have just went and put them back so I knew where they were. So anyways, she walks in. See, that's what I did, really, and that's why at that store they like held them in the warehouse in the mm. back because I refused to put them back. Nice. So that's why I lost out on those. Anyways, keep going. So so they. So she walks by and sees them in a car, like up by the register. She's walking around the store looking for other stuff and then sees the guy putting stuff back. And they were at like the bottom of his cart. Like they weren't even on the top. Like he had other stuff on top of him. So she's like stalking him around until he stocks the shelf. And she's on the phone with me this whole time. And I'm still driving because I'm like 40 minutes away where I have to pick up my son. And she's like, all right, she's, they're putting him back. So I'm getting like uh, a play by play oh of what's goodness. happening here. And as soon as they put him back, she puts four of them in her cart. And See, she isn't goes, that fun, though? It like, was great. So she puts four yeah. in her cart, goes to self-checkout and does two transactions, comes back in the other entrance. Oh, and she's a solo. Like, this is all solo. She, I think, got, like, 
10 of these on her own. But then she's like, okay, I can't go back in. Like I've already been to like both entrances twice. Like I'm going to get recognized. She's like, you've got to come. So like I came, parked my car next to hers. She took my son and was watching him. I went in and went in both entrances and did it. So like, anyways, like between the two of us, we cleared the store out. You're smarter than I am. I, I show up with all 20, whatever, and show up at self-checkout. And I just do two at a time, two at a time, mm. two at a time. Which I I did with the last four. I did I did four of them with two transactions. Um, but uh, yeah, going to because they have one person at each self checkout. So if you were to come back through relatively you know, in a short amount of time, yeah. they might be like, "Weren't you just here?" Um, but yeah, we did we did. Each of us went to both self checkouts, um, and then I did a couple transactions. On, she was like a ninja. I'm telling you, like she was like stalking the store. She's like, "Oh wait, there's the manager. I'm gonna hide behind." So like, so she's like. <laughs> Totally into this, and I love it. I'm so proud of her. Um, I feel terrible that we have to go up to these extents to like hustle these things. But but what our friend would say, um, who's listening to this and is cringing right now and thinking we're terrible people, she would say, "Like, what about those parents that want to go in and buy this for their kid, and they walk in and they're not there because we bought them all? They should have just hustled." <laughs> That's all I can say. Like. It is what it is. Like, anyways, I say that we just lost like a hundred followers right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what I think about this either. Look, I'm trying to make money to pay my bills. Okay, so it's if your kid kids, doesn't get their my toy, might yeah. Like, I'm sorry. No, no, no it, it's legit. Anyways, all right. That is, well, that's a hustle. It was that definitely was a hustle. Ninja hustle, man. Ninja hustle. All right. So mine was, I and I shared this in an Insta story. So some of you have heard this, but just to give you more details. So my goal this past weekend was on Saturday was to hit 10 targets. So I hit the first six in the early part of the day, and then I was going to hit the last four at night because, you know, the car was full. Mm. So I also had pre-ordered stuff on Target that there was only a limited supply, and I ended up getting, like, the last six in San Diego or whatever. I mean, they weren't the ones you were looking for. Mm. So... <laughs> So I go and I, I'm just expecting to find the normal things I'm looking for because there's some non, they're not like hot toys, but they are going to make money in Q4. So I'm just looking for those items. I wasn't looking for anything really special this time around because the things that I were look, was looking for was already at guest service waiting for me to pick up. So I show up and you know me, I'm not a big fan of clearance at Target, right? Because it floods the market, mm-hmm. like everybody's getting the same items and then it's a race to the bottom. But I turn the corner and there's a 70% clearance. And there's like these items, there's like, I don't know, 30 something of them. And they're all selling for $5.98. And on top of that, there's the Target coupon where if you spend 25, I mean, you spend 100, you get $25 off. And then I look it up on Amazon and the ranking's about 130,000, but it's Q4, it's gonna sell. And they're selling for about $25. So in my mind, I'm like, hey, I can probably flip these in Q4 for 35 a piece, right? If I get them at, you know, if you do the math, I don't know what, $4 a piece or three something, that's pretty good ROI. And they're going to sell pretty fast. It's worth me investing in these items, unless the rest of the country is getting them at that cheap. And Mm -hmm. then, (laughs) but you know what? It's not that huge of a loss, right? So I'm there and I'm like, oh no, but this has to be at the target where they refused honoring prices like a few weeks before there was discrepancy on all their price. And there still was this, this time around, but I went, and it's funny because have you ever seen at target? They have the, the employees have those three tier cards. Yep. So I went to one. I'm like, Hey, can I just borrow this? It'll make 
And they just looked at me and go, no. <laughs> and like, it wasn't like, I would love to, or sorry. It was just like, no. Nope. Get out of here, reseller. <laughs> so, so I go, I go to the front of the store and I grab a car and I just start loading it up. And I'm like, sweet, I'm going to be good. And this was a good experience because, you know, in the end, I'm probably going to make, and there was little items and there are other items I picked up uh, that also had a cartwheel offer. So if you haven't gone on cartwheel, cartwheel has some discounts on toys every once in a while. So I was able to double my coupons. Mm. And here's a tip. When you go do, if the coupon comes again, don't do the cartwheel first because the cartwheel will knock your subtotal down. Mm. Right? Do the toy coupon first and it'll knock it down and then do your cartwheel. Because if you do it the other way, it might not work. Timing, man. It's important. Does that make sense? So that's a, that's a hustle of week tip. Nice. So you know, anyways, long story short, at the same time, and I shared this an Insta story, but I want to share it again. There's another guy there, and I'm about to get the last three or four, and he's he looks at me and goes, oh, you're getting all of those over there? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I do this for a living. I'm a reseller. You know, I got nothing to hide. I mean, what am I selling? Yeah. You know, it's for the local orphanage. Like, yeah. you know. So he goes, oh, okay. And then so he starts just grabbing those last three four, and I go, and he looks at me. I'm like, it's all good. Like, I already got a ton. No big deal. He goes, well, you know, these are for Christmas gifts. And I was like, oh, good for you. Like, that's awesome. And so then I go to the registers and I'm doing self-checkout. And it's funny because the lady at the register was like, hey, you know what? Uh, make sure you use your coupon in separate mm. transactions. Like, they're super helpful. See, right. We get on Target's case, but they're really good to me at the store. Well, I go and, and one of my subtotals wasn't going to hit the mark for the coupon. Mm. So I'm like, oh, great. So I go back to Toys. And sure enough, I look, and this dude, like, by the arm loads, like, grabbing toys from Clarence, put them in his cart. Like, not even doing any research, just assuming, like... No, he's not He's not buying them for Christmas gifts. Like, the dude's a reseller. Do you think Do you think he's, like, a reseller? Like, a legitimate reseller? Or do you think that he just saw you doing that and thought, like... No, no, Ooh. no. Because he got on his phone right away. Oh, okay. And he was asking people, like, what is this going for? I, mm. I forgot to mention that. But he was trying to be, like, sly about mm. it, right? So I'm like, whatever. All the stuff he bought was junk anyways. I'm all good. Like, you can go sell it at the flea market. That's good. I'm going to sell my stuff at Amazon. Make good money. So hopefully, unless prices tank. So anyways, I go back to the register. And sure enough, like, I ended up having no problem. And I'm going to make $400 net. Now, here's the other funny thing. The items I was supposed to pick, I've only paid for six. And they were so busy, the guy brought all of them out. Hmm. So he brought out maybe seven or eight. And he goes, here you go, sir. And I was about to walk out with two extra of them. And, and you know, then I had this ethical dilemma, right? Oh, yeah. You can't do that. You know, like, do I just walk out? Like, shoplift these toys? Yeah, you can't do that. I, I didn't do it. You can't. I, I would have. If you did that, Orlando, I think I would... Uh... I would take a Pure break from podcast, the podcast and I would say, it doesn't sound very pure to me It'd be all. the Mike Hustle podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pure for a reason. <laughs> so I, I told the guy, I go, hey, can you just look at my receipt and my, my transaction online and just make sure I paid for this amount? And sure enough, I didn't. So I bought the other one. Good for you. But that could have been proud another, of you. But that could have been another hustle. No. I don't. I'm just messing around. No, no, no. You got to be ethical. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. No, no, I 100% agree. I, it's not in me to to have walked out with those. Yeah, I know it's so. not. I'm proud of you, Orlando. You're a good man. <laughs> so what was I? Anyways, I feel like I was this bad guy that just redeemed himself. Yeah, that's kind of the story. Right? Oh, my goodness. 
you could have right. done something terrible and you didn't. So that's a good thing. That is true. That's true. But I could have been like John Valjean, like in Les Miserables. Like, you know, he steals bread for his family. I'm just messing around. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Ethically, it would have been wrong if I had to take those extra items. Okay. Let's go to Bolo of the Week. All right, Bolo. All right, I'll share my Bolo real quick here. And you've seen me post these, and I'm just going to give the brand name because, you know, there's a lot to go around. But Sorel Boots, S-O-R-E-L. Like, those will sell. Even if they're messed up. I mean, if the soles are, like, destroyed, they're not going to sell. Mm. But if they're, you know, there's, like, snow wear on there, if they're dirty, you know, some cosmetic issues. You know, if you can pick them up at a good price point, like five bucks, ten bucks, even sometimes at twenty dollars, you can flip them from anywhere to fifty to a hundred and maybe more, depending mm. on the model. But I've sold probably five Sorel boots in the last two weeks. Nice. So they're definitely it's it's that time. Yeah. Right. And what they are, they're 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 not like ski boots, but they're like winter, snow, inclement weather kind of stuff. So, you know, if you see them, pick them up. Sorel boots. What do you got? It's good stuff. All right, mine uh I I know this because my wife collects spode um, Christmas ornaments. Uh, she gets one every year. Okay. And um, I was out some garage sales and I saw uh, several boxes full of various Christmas dishes. Some were spode, some were another brand, another like a, a Japanese brand. And so because there were a lot of spode in here, I was like, well, I'm gonna pick these up. So I bought like these three boxes full of dishes. Got home, cleaned them up. And already, like within a few days of posting them, I've already sold most of the Spode stuff. Wow. Spode, S-P-O-D-E. They make Christmas ornaments. They make Christmas dishware. Um, their logo is just like a Christmas tree with like, I mean, if you know Spode, look it up. Um, if you see any of their stuff, Christmas stuff, it is like gold. People see, love it. And you sharing it is what I love about reselling. Like think about it. I'm selling like, I'm talking about Sorel boots. You're talking about like dinner plates. Yep. Right, other bolos. You were talking about speakers. I was talking about like certain kind of Hawaiian shirts. Yep. Like, you know, we can share, 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 but there's still gonna be stuff out there. Like, yep. I, I've never even heard of Spode before. Like that. That's incredible. and think of how many you've passed up, and now you'll never pass up a Spode again. Yeah, and you know what? I've done dinnerware before, and it's just packing's not fun. That's true. That's the one thing I did. But ROI could be fire. Yep. If you get the right item. Yep. Okay, so. What are you looking forward to? Uh, all right. So for next week or this coming week, I'm looking forward to two things. Uh, one is going to some garage sales. I know it's that's, that's kind of like a cheap answer. But this last weekend, I was raining a little bit in San Diego, which <clears throat> you know wasn't what kept me out of garage sales. But I know that probably put a damper on on some garage sales. And then I went um, and I did. I had a videography gig, so I missed garage sales. And the whole time I'm doing the videography, I'm thinking like, this is great. Like it's another job. I'm making money. It's hustling. But I'm also thinking like, oh, what if I'm passing up those Sorel oh, boots right now? Feeling. You know what I mean? Like, so um, it's always tough to, to miss a Saturday, to lose a Saturday for whatever reason. And sometimes you do and you have to. And um, it's beginning to like the garage yeah. sale season part two for like two, three weeks. It's starting up. It's picking up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to do some garage sales. And then the other thing, um, we're, my wife and I are really taking uh, Poshmark. We're trying to take it as seriously as possible. Uh, at 31 treasure three one like the, the the numbers three one and then treasure and uh we are working on like just making a logo it out there just throwing it out there shameless plug um we're, we're gonna work on like making a logo and trying to like actually you know make it a thing right because it's we're, we're treating it like it's an online boutique and we want it to be that and and share it with people like as we meet with business cards and stuff so 
Um, awesome. Yeah. So 31 Treasure, looking forward to like, I mean, it's just cool. I remember when we were doing the Pure Hustle podcast and making the logos and trying to yep. come up with the business plan. And uh, so that's going to consume probably a lot of the upcoming week. I'm just proud of you guys. I mean, think about it. At first, it was just like eBay. Yep. Right? It was just you. Right. And now your wife's involved and now Poshmark is growing and yep. you're a Poshmark ambassador. Yeah. Poshmark ambassador. Right. Which honestly, I don't know. Maybe like everybody is, but yeah, I it know, feels I cool. Know, I know. You know. That's good. All right. So I am, this is what's weird. My helper is so good. I'm behind on my eBay listings. So you don't have a death pile of items. You have a death pile of well, like I still got death drafts piles. that you have to. Yeah, but I do have a death pile of drafts. And that's the crazy thing about this is that I'm soon going to run out of items to drop off. So I haven't been thrifting as much. Right. And so now I'm like, I have to intently buy things to make sure she always has stuff to do. Mm. Right. And so it's a good thing. So my goal is I need to catch up. I think I'm going to get to a place where like I have no death piles, nice. which will be incredible. That'll be great. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. Our battery's about to die. So we got to cut this yeah. this uh, podcast short. Please make sure to follow us. Instagram, Pure Hustle Podcast. Facebook, Pure Hustle Podcast. What are we on Twitter? Pure Hustle Cast. At Pure Hustle Cast. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> there you go. Make sure to give us a call if you want. 619-738-1170. Email us, purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. YouTube, subscribe to us, like us, hit the bell, comment, and we'd love to hear from you. Hey, hope you all are getting ready for Q4. You're prepping. Make, uh, you're prepping. Is that terrible? Is it that? Yeah, you're fine. You're preppy. You're preppy. preppy. Make sure you are prepping, getting ready, sourcing. Get out there. There's no better time than Q4 for reselling. So make sure to be real. Be relevant. Be reselling. Ladies. Peace.